3: Okay, cuz I've got, I've got some I've got some shit that's happened over, over the last few years. Um, I've had some stuff happen in my house, which has been interesting. Then I've had some stuff happen oh. out on the road, which was uh even weirder, but
4: yeah, whatever you want to tell me, I'm here to listen.
3: So, we'll start off with uh with some of the stuff that's happened. So, my wife and I bought a house, oh, geez, it'll be 3 years ago in November. Ever since we moved in, we we had some we've had some weird stuff happen. Nothing terrible like Shortly after we moved in, there was a, a bookcase that was over in her craft room that's now made its way over into the studio, but our dog, uh, Ruger, our little beagle, whatever the hell mix he is, he had this uh, little stuffed sloth that he carried around with him all over the place. He's since absolutely destroyed past the point of repair, but he left it up there one night in her craft room, and we're just you know talking you know, down the living room one night, and we're like, buddy, where's your sloth? And he kind of you know, he starts acting weird and goes over to the stairs and he kind of looks up the stairs and I'm watching him from the living room like this dog's going to go up and try to find it, you know, but he's kind of a chicken shit, so he won't go up by himself. So I'm headed over and uh, he starts to kind of whine a little bit and just like tucks his tail and comes running back out of the living room like what the hell is going on? So I go snap the lights on. He won't go. He won't come upstairs by himself at that point. So I come up and I'm looking for it kind of like looking around and we had taken a picture in there the night before where he was laying down on the floor with it. And uh, so I'm looking at the picture. I'm like, where the hell did he leave this thing? Seeing if maybe it's like in the background somewhere and I'm looking around, can't find it. And it's up on the fifth shelf of this bookshelf, which is five feet off the ground. And it's like tucked back in behind stuff. Like somebody just kind of sat it there. So that was the first kind of strange thing that happened here since yes. then like dude ev- every time we start doing any kind of renovation like even simple shit like painting we start having like activity in the house a couple of weekends ago was actually the the week that we did the first sunny listing episode with you well i remember yeah, so, i remember you mentioning that dude so it was fucking weird like i was working in the bathroom and uh we've got like uh like shiplap board up in the bathroom and uh one of the cats had gotten in between the toilet and the wall and sprayed the, the wall. So I'm like, that's the whole bathroom stinks. I'm like, I'm just peeling all this shit out of here. We're going <laughs> to redo it. So I get this one wall. Cause it was basically just one. We had to one wall. We had to take down cause it's all in pieces and it take out like the bottom, like four or five, just to kind of get up to the top of it and clear it all out. And I've got those ones. I take them all out and I throw them out on the deck and I come back in and I'm marking the rest of them, you know, like 10, nine, eight. So I know which order they have to go back on. I've got them all marked and I turn and I set them over by our sliding door that goes from the bathroom into the laundry room. And uh, my wife is in the shower. She's scrubbing the tile and stuff. So I turn and if you look from our bathroom out into our dining room, we have a cat tree and there's nothing between where I'm standing in the cat tree other than like the dining room table But when I turn, there's a dude standing between me and the cat tree. And I I just kind of like just turned quick, not even really thinking, just kind of, you know, from one way to the other. And I caught it and stopped and I saw it like straight out. I was like, holy shit. And kind of kept turning. (laughs) I turned back and it's gone. So my my wife's like, what, what, what? And I'm like, you didn't see that? And I'm like, as soon as I said, you didn't see that. I'm like, no, dummy. She didn't see it because she's in, you know, in the shower where she has no (laughs) line of sight to it. And she's like, what? I'm like, there was just a fucking guy standing in the dining room. She's like, what do you look like? I'm like, I don't know. It was a guy and like wearing like a black shirt. I didn't really see his face. So we've had a lot of stuff like that happen. We had one night where we uh, fucking, we came in with groceries and coming through the front door and I went right into the living room. So if you walk through a front door, you kind of walk into the living room and then the kitchen and dining room are off to the left. So I went into the right and I'm taking my shoes off and setting stuff down. And she comes in right behind me and turns to the left and she's talking. What the hell are you doing? She just snaps back over and looks. She's like, when did you, how did you get over there? I'm like, I've been here since I walked in. So you were just standing. There was just somebody standing in the dining room. I was talking to and I was like, son of a bitch. And of course that was right after we redid our living room floor. So it's like, you know, so have you done any history on the house? We have, and we, we can't find anything. You know, we can't find like there's nobody's died in the house because state of Vermont, that's part of the real estate laws, or they have to disclose if someone's died here or not. I don't know if anybody's died on the property because there's a a pretty sizable farm. It's like two buildings down from me. It's not like a bed and breakfast, but at one point in time, the people that own that farm owned the property that the farm's on the property next to my house and my, the property that my house is on. So I don't know if it was like, uh, you know, if, if somebody had died in uh you know, some kind of like a farming accident or something like that. Um,
0: or asking,
3: you know, some, I, I have no idea. It's so weird, but, and it seems like the only real activity we notice is on the older half of the house. So that'd be like the kitchen dining room, our bedroom and where the studio and her craft room are. The rest of the house was added on like 20 years afterward, but seems like a lot of it is centralized right in the older part. It's we've had some real strange stuff though. I like I was laying in bed one night and I rolled over and I watched a, a pair of women's legs walk by my side of the bed to go into like towards the bathroom. And I kind of like reached over and my wife's still in bed. It's like fuck, what is going on here? Damn, like, dude. I, w- I woke her up and I'm like, did you just come back from the bathroom? She's like, no. Like, okay, why would you see? <laughs> and that, that's that's become a, a very, very well used uh, phrase in our house is what did you see? Because, like, every once in a while, you just catch something that you're not sure if you saw something or not. But it's kind of weird. <laughs> like, like <laughs> we had one night where, uh, where Kevin was coming over to record, he was sitting out in our back, out in our driveway in the back, and uh, he texted me, We're at my parents' house for dinner. And let's, like, I mean, my parents' house is five minutes from here he said here ready whenever you are so i texted back yep headed home now and it wasn't two minutes and he called me he's like i thought you said you weren't home like what are you talking about because there's somebody that just walked by your window in the living room dude we're, we're coming up by the school we just left my parents house so i gave him the code to get into my house and he's walking around and he's like there's nobody in here it's like there's somebody just walked by <laughs> the, the the window it's like okay and of course the dogs reacted <laughs> to it too. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, I don't know. What the fuck you is know? going on? Exactly. <laughs> it's <laughs> never been anything that felt threatening, which is a, a plus, but we've never had There's anything still enough to shake. you. Yeah. And like, we've never had anything like fall off a shelf or move or anything like that. But um, mm-hmm. every once in a while, the dogs will catch something where they just kind of, you know, they'll, they'll be laying on the couch and then, I was kind of like pop their head up and their eyes get real big looking past me. And I'm like, don't, 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 don't turn. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> I just kind of like knock it off. And I wait for him to start, you know, calming down. I'm like, okay, good. Cause I have to sleep tonight. So <laughs> do you have
4: any like local haunted places that are terrifying that you've been to?
3: Um, there's one that I would really like to go to, but you can't anymore because it's no longer owned by the town. It's a, uh, it's, Hence, it's, it's been bought by a, a ski club out of New Jersey. But um, there was a family up here back in the kind of mid and late 1800s. Uh, last name was Eddie. They were uh, okay. pretty, pretty big into the spiritualism movement back in the uh, back in the day. And they were actually one of the I want to say it was like four or five that uh, Harry Houdini visited and couldn't debunk.
4: Oh, nice.
3: Uh, oh, really? Yeah, like he he did everything he could. They basically gave him like while they were doing a seance or like, you know, have free run just as long as you don't touch anybody that's involved Mm -hmm. in it and throw them off. Like, just do whatever you want. So they're doing this seance. Apparently, as he was watching, you know, he's sitting right in the front, uh, like right by the table watching. And there's people walking through a curtain behind the table. You know, he, he watches three or four of them get up. you know, uh, know, like walk through. So he kind of gets up, I guess, and goes back and he's trying to stay out of the way, but he's fiddling with the curtains, looking behind him and there's nothing there. It's just the wall. I guess he started pushing on it to see if there was like any hidden panels or anything, but it was that old like horsehair plaster and like lathe shit like the really thick. It would have been like the equivalent of like two inch thick drywall, basically. And they're just kind of passing back and forth through there. At one point in time, they said that the house was so haunted that they had to have it turned if you look at old pictures of the house the front used to face the road and since oh what the hell was it It was like the early 1900s like 1910 1920 somewhere in there they actually had a company come in with a crane and separate the house from the foundation and turn it so that the entrance is now facing out towards a field and i guess the activity has slowed down quite a bit since then because uh i don't know if, if it was just they didn't want to go towards the road or what, but yeah, there's uh. so there's them. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if you'd really consider it a haunting, but up in, I want to say it's Ferrisburg. There is uh, there's a, a doctor that's buried up there that he was one of these guys that did a lot of like near death experimentation with people to see, to kind of like see what, how the human brain reacts, like as it's dying kind of thing. No shit yeah and he was one of these guys that was a a strong uh, like proponent of the the bell system when you bury somebody because i I guess back in the day you had a lot of people that were afraid of being buried alive so when he died and was buried in his will he wanted them to have a window over his over his grave and you can still go to it and there's like a little like mound at the top of his grave with a, a like a I don't know, it's probably like a 12 by 12 like glass, like piece of glass there that I guess when he was first buried, you could look right down and see him. But since, you know, it was 1940 ish somewhere in there that he passed. So it's like condensated and all that behind there now. But, um, Damn. yeah, <laughs> there's a, there's an Egyptian mummy buried in Middlebury <laughs> that, uh, some dude bought at an auction, like way the hell back when he died, people were going through his house and they found this fucking mummy in his attic. Someone had done a little bit of research into it, I guess, and figured out that it was an actually, it was an actual Egyptian mummy that had been transported to wherever he bought it from. So they gave it an actual, uh, like a a full blown burial at one of the cemeteries in Middlebury. And it's got like a bunch of little, uh, like onks and whatever, like the Egyptian symbols on the top of it with a, like a name that they gave it. Yeah. We get some, we get some weird shit up here. Like we, we were talking before, uh, with the, the Sonny Liston thing, it's like, you guys got all the cool, like, gangsters and shit. We just got haunted woods and <laughs> monsters and shit like that.
4: <laughs> Dogmen.
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, but I'll be yeah.
4: honest, though. Like, if if there was a doctor that I knew had experimented with near-death experiments, and then he gets buried in glass, yeah, like, <laughs> I'm going to go there, dude. I'm going to check yeah. it out. I'm going to look and see what's going on.
3: What's really cool is a lot of this weird (laughs) shit is within like an hour, an hour and a half of my house. So it's all like, it's a a day trip, you know? Um, We tried to go to the Bennington triangle and where you park to go out, to go up the, up Glastonbury mountain. There was like Mm -hmm. four or five campers there. And then according to the map, you can kind of go past there. And then there's like a further out parking area, like down towards the base of the mountain. But there was a a good three to four foot deep, like mud ruts through there. eh, I'm not going to blow my wife's car up going out through here. She'll kill me. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Then we had a, in Rockingham back in the mid 1800s, there was a, a giant skeleton unearthed, like with the, you know, the whole six digits, two sets of teeth, you know, two rows of teeth, the whole nine yards. I want to say it was like eight and a half, nine feet tall, something like that. Somewhere in that neighborhood nice uh, yeah <laughs> yeah damn dude you got all this you got some stuff out there though and i've I've actually had a couple other weird things happen so i was working for a pest control company and uh one of my stops happened to be uh, up in a town called elmore it's uh probably two hours kind of northeast of here of where i am up in the same up in the neck of the woods where they filmed uh beetlejuice uh, up in that same general area within a probably 10, 15 mile radius.
4: Oh, that's around your area?
3: Oh, yeah. They, it was uh, East Corinth. They actually, uh, last year, before all, they had actually planned out the uh, uh, anniversary thing for it, for the uh, release of it. And oh, then COVID happened, where they were going to have like guided tours of the town. You can go check out all the buildings because all those buildings are still there. Hi. Finally
4: <laughs> <laughs> I was just listening to Kevin's scary stories over here. and.
2: I didn't know what it's supposed to do. <laughs> you got it though, which,
4: didn't you?
2: Which is why I had to drink first.
4: <laughs> I don't blame you.
2: It makes it
3: easier. Like, I, I've been doing a podcast for almost four years and I still don't know what I'm doing. So
4: oh. It's honest to God, true. When we recorded the Sunny List in episodes, this oh, dude had so many problems.
3: Uh, <laughs> and dude, that's every I know, because
2: <laughs> I was like, I want to talk to you, but I gotta get drunk first because I can't talk to people (laughs) on the phone. That is so freaking bad. That's
4: that's usually how it goes at the live shows. To be honest with you, everybody's getting hammered.
2: (laughs) Good lord. Okay, so we're so. What do you got?
4: What do you got for us today?
2: Well, I actually like. I'm like 41 now. Just telling you my age, but when I was a kid, like 11, 12 years old, I grew up in a haunted house.
4: So. Oh,
2: (laughs) yeah, kind of cool. I mean, well, on a
4: side note, I'll be I'll be forty one here in about two weeks, so there you go. (laughs) It's
2: not that bad. So, do you want me to tell my like living in my house?
4: Yeah, for sure. Give me your give me your two or three best scary stories. We want to hear them.
2: Well, mostly, it's weird because it mostly like went after my mom. Like she was like, I don't know. If it was like, if she was more sensitive to it, but like she was the one that had the most stuff, but I had stuff too. But like, when we first moved in, we could totally, it was like a house that was like an old cabin. And then they like built, they like left the cabin, like that was the basement part. And then they like built the house on top of it. So it was like, you could, when you went down, when we had a laundry room in the basement, you could see where it was used to be a cabin. It was really weird but like it was over a hundred years old and this was about I of like, I was like 12, maybe when we yeah. moved in, we moved in and like, we immediately could like, you could just sense weird. It was just weird. You could feel like you'd be watched and stuff like that. So I guess one day my mom got off work and she wants to go take a nap and she like laid down in bed and she was dozing off and she heard like the back door open and she heard like boots coming up the steps. She said it sounded like someone was wearing heavy boots, and they like opened her bedroom door when they got to the top of the steps. And she said she looked and like there's nobody there. <laughs> and, um, so that
5: was <laughs> that was like, the initial,
2: yeah, that was like the initial start. And my stepdad, he was really like a skeptic, but then you know he was starting to be like, you know, I feel like. I'm being watched constantly. So he would—he that's the sense that he got, and he didn't really want to live there. He wanted to leave, but we had already moved in and everything, so we just kind of had to deal with it. But my mom had, for some reason, the most personal experiences was with my mom, and she would wake up in the middle of the night and see, like, like an old woman in front of her face, like this right in front of her face. Damn, she'd open damn. her eyes and be like, right no, 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 <laughs>
5: yeah. no. thank you. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, yeah. And she'd like wake up and she'd be like at the foot of her bed and she'd wake up that way. Like she would just be at the foot of her bed clutching her blankets and she would just wake up like that. Freaking weird. Like what my own personal. It sounds like some
3: sleep with- paralysis. Kind of thing, you know? Yeah. It does.
2: Yeah, it's, pretty, it's weird. But like my own thing was like I would I came out of the bathroom I know I know you probably have heard shadow people. One day I came out of the bathroom and the bathroom was directly across from my, my parents' bedroom and I saw a guy walk into my parents' bedroom. It took me a second to like process it. I'm like, that is not it was a shadow. I'm not even. It's so weird, but I knew it was a. Pr- like I could see it. I'm not crazy. I saw it half. He he walked in and it was a tall guy walking in my parents' room, and that was like my one personal experience. And another one I had was I was home alone, heard cupboards slamming and slamming and slamming, and went down to the bay to the kitchen. Nobody's down there. They're just. We've had like my sister got in a car wreck. Somebody came over to, like, give her, you know, balloons and stuff to help her, you know, because she had a car wreck. And she, my sister got up to go get something out of the kitchen. She comes back in the living room. And this girl's like, oh, my God, a dude just walked across your dining room. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was just, it almost, when you live in a haunted house, it's like almost becomes normal, you know? Yeah, that's weird, isn't it?
4: Exactly.
2: (laughs) It's to the point where it's not hurting you and it's not trying to mess with you it's just become like your normal day-to-day life and that's how it became for us until the day we moved out of the house and it it never tried to you know it never bothered us i'm just a weirdo i guess i was just like this is pretty cool you know (laughs) <laughs> I just thought it was really no, That's mean, a, that, and,
4: yeah. No, that's how it was. Like if you're not on Patreon, I tell you what, I'll I'll send you an episode that I did um last am, month I and it was so. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you heard my scary you heard my haunted house well, stories. I'm, I'm from working my up. way up. <laughs> yeah. Well, once you get to my uh, Sally house story and then I add like a couple stories about the house I grew up in, okay. I pretty much said the same thing. I was like, there were some things that were pretty damn scary, but yeah. like the end of the day, it was just kind of like, yeah, it is what it is. You know,
2: you know, I look for everything, fake, everything, you know, I'm always I'm, like, like you say, I always hear you say you're a skeptic, but you believe but like when you, yeah. when you actually like live in a house like that or something and you experience it, you know, it's, it's real. It like it, you know, it's real stuff. And I don't know exactly. why the house is really old. I mean, I don't live in Pennsylvania <laughs> anymore, but that's where it was from. But like, it was really cool to go down in the basement and just see that that's where like the roots, like they left the part of the house there and just like built upon it. When you'd walk upstairs, it was built so old, like they didn't have like modern technology. It was all uneven. So you feel like you're walking uphill sometimes, you know, (laughs) it's how old this house
3: was. I I can relate.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's really weird when you have your first paranormal experience because you're like, what had just happened? You know, when I saw that man walk across the hallway, you try to rationalize it and you can't. And then you have to tell yourself you just saw a ghost, you know.
3: <laughs> yeah, or you're like, did I catch a reflection of somebody walking outside, or you oh, know, maybe I just moved yeah. quick and you know, it was yeah. a cat. You know, no, it's one, it, it's kind of mind blowing when in, you have that first one.
2: Yeah, and one night I was laying in bed and like outside my window I could hear a guy like coughing and coughing, and I thought, what the heck is? It didn't process in my brain that that's something. Crazy, you know. It's like one o'clock in the morning. And somebody, nobody's outside your. And I look, nobody's out there. But it's just weird, you know. It takes a minute for your brain to catch up and try to rationalize what's going on. Now, <laughs> when, when
3: you would, when you would like hear the the coughing or anything like that, did you ever like get a, a phantom smell or anything with it?
2: Uh No, but I did hear music okay. a lot. I did hear oh, music that's weird. A lot in my bedroom, like old. If somebody put on like one of those old tiny record players, that's what I would hear in my room a lot. And my room actually connected Damn. to the attic, so I don't know if that had anything to do with it. But I never got any smells. But yeah, I would hear music. I heard that guy cough one night. It's so funny because you try to you try to think about what it could be, and you just can't make sense of it. <laughs> you know, I've lived in Tennessee for like 20 years. I haven't lived there in like 20 years, but I will never forget all that. And that's what kind of got me into, into this stuff. Cause it's like, what the heck happened? <laughs> 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 and you know, um, I don't know if you've ever seen, like a lot of people see the man in the top hat shadow.
5: Oh yeah. Hat Man. Yeah.
2: That's who walked across yeah. my hallway. Oh, the top hat man. Damn, but oh, I don't know you. if that's, I don't know if that's the same. When I first told my parents about it, because I was just a kid, I was like probably 12 when it happened, I was telling my mom about it. And I was like, he looked like Abraham Lincoln, is what he saw. That's what I saw. And then, because he was really tall and thin. And then later on, like here a few years ago, I saw where everybody sees the the hat man. And I was like, well, that's the guy I saw. But I don't know if that's the same thing or not. But it was just, it was crazy. (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> it freaking sounds that way good god yeah. actually the next caller that we got coming up has a hat man story too
2: somebody posted I've never a seen picture it. yeah of this of the hat man that everybody sees and i'm like well, that's the guy i saw walk across my hallway but oh, I,
5: man. It, just it kicked <laughs>
2: me out a little bit because you know it hits you because it's like what 30 years later and i'm seeing this picture and it just like all came back and i just remember when i saw it happen well, that's not, that's weird. You know, it's so funny when you actually have the have it happen to you. You don't get scared. You're just kind of like, what the heck? You know what I mean? It's just, we did bring a Ouija board into the house one night, but yep. that nope. didn't come nope. of it because everybody was, nothing came of that. Everybody was drunk. So, oh. <laughs> so it just turned into a big joke, but I did get in contact with the people that were living there a year or two ago and they did have... Similar experiences, so something happens. It's an old house. I'm sure there's something, but that's my story. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> got
4: to be comforting though, knowing it's not just you. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Especially at that place.
2: Crazy, you know. I'm not. I'm a very. I'm a very rational. Like I try to. I, I try to think everything out, and I try to be like, okay, I don't re- immediately jump to the conclusion that it's a ghost. But when it happens, you're like, well, what the hell? You know, because you don't – it's weird. It's just when you have a paranormal experience, it's a really weird feeling because you're trying to rationalize it, but you can't, you know? Yeah, (laughs)
4: definitely. Yeah, for sure. I totally understand it.
2: Yeah. I I will never forget that. Like, all the things that happened in the house, like as far as the sounds and – people that can, like, we had a lady come in and she was, a, uh, what she referred to herself as sensitive. And she refused to like go up our steps. Like she wouldn't even go upstairs. So I don't Ooh, know what that
3: was like, all about. Like wouldn't like, go up, like up to the second floor or like even into the house. Yeah,
2: Like go to our second floor. Like oh, okay. she's like, I don't, cause we had just moved in. My mom was like, Hey, come look at our house. And this lady was like, I don't even want to go up your steps. So <laughs> nah, yeah. <I'm> I'll <laughs>
5: stay here. <laughs>
2: So it's like, okay. And my stepdad, he was a huge like he did not believe in any of that. And he was just like, Something is watching me constantly and nothing ever like crazy, like nothing threatening. It was just you're not the only ones here, you know. That's how it kinda how it felt. Yeah. You know, but it was pretty cool. Like that's what kinda got me. Um, like this paranormal stuff is pretty real. Also, it makes you aware of like people that are fake too.
5: (laughs) 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 Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Because
2: I, like I said, I saw that happen. I was just like, holy crap. You know, I know. I'm a, i am know what I just saw, and that's weird, you know. And you can't rationalize <laughs> it
5: away. No, so.
3: <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> so if if, if yeah, you're into yeah. this stuff, you should. Uh, I don't know how far away you are, but you could check out the uh, the Bell Witch caves uh, down there. I live
2: in Tennessee. I actually live right outside of Knoxville. So. Okay. I've looked at it so many times. It's just like finding enough cool people to want to go and like <laughs> look at stuff. Like, <laughs> uh, I've, I've got some cousins no down there
3: friends. that I've recommended it to and they're like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm going to stay home. Yeah, I
5: don't have enough <laughs> like, no <okay>. weird friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: They're just all weird. Well, they're weird in their own way, I guess, but I
5: don't <laughs> 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 But
4: All right. Well, Kristen, I appreciate you calling in and telling us your stories hey. and see see how easy it was. You didn't. You're like, yeah, I, well, need, I, I need I need a glass I, of wine.
2: <laughs> an, I can't talk on the phone. I'm, not, I'm a texter. <laughs> <laughs> how
4: just, do you think I, I feel? I'm a texter too, and, and I have I, to talk all the time. And right. then I sent my
2: kids to bed, and I'm like, I need to tell my story. And I sent my kids to bed, and I'm like, okay, you can do this. And then I. Kind of, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I hang know. up, I have to go get another glass of
3: wine. <laughs> <laughs> Got to calm uh, the nerves a little bit. <laughs>
2: isn't it weird? I hate how my brain is. but <laughs>
4: Well, that happens sometimes. That's all good. That's yeah. how mine goes, too.
2: It, it is. It's crazy. We can't. But um, I can't really think of anything else that really happened in the house. But that was like personally. And, you know when you tell people, there's still people that I tell and they don't believe me. And I'm just like, whatever, that's your choice. But I know I'm not crazy. I know what I saw and everything, but I'm so, there's so many fake stories out there, but I know my own story and I know, Absolutely. you know, it's not,
5: No, but, I agree.
2: <laughs> but um, I, I'm glad I didn't have what my mom had for goodness sake, like waking up and like the woman in your face. That's creepy, man. But I just, uh, had, like, you I'd know,
3: freak out you yeah, know, no, thank you. <laughs> walking across the
2: hallway. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs>
3: I'll, t- I'll take it at a distance. I don't want it right, you know, right up my face.
2: Yeah. Well, I think my mom is sensitive and I think also, um, unfortunately, well, I don't know if it's unfortunate, but I think my daughter is sensitive too, because I hate to go off on another story, but mom, we were in Gettysburg, because I'm oh, a front person. Oh,
5: shit. Like, yes. I grew up,
2: yes. We went to Gettysburg and my daughter saw. She didn't have the guts. Like, she was so scared. It freaked her out. She's like, Mom, we went on a ghost tour. And, you know, it's like, this building is this and this building is this. That's what it pretty much was. We got back to the house we were staying at. And my daughter, she's only 11. She's like, Mom, I saw a soldier. And I saw him carrying a gun. So I'm like... I think she so I think she's kind of sensitive to stuff too cuz nobody she said nobody else reacted to it but she did and she didn't know how to she didn't know how to process that so she <laughs> saw actually a union soldier cuz she was doing her homework one night and it was on the on the and the um civil war And she goes, Mom, come here. She's like, look at this guy. This is what I saw in Gettysburg.
3: (laughs) He pays attention to pay attention in history class.
2: Yeah, she was kind of freaked out, (laughs) but she was kind of like, and she's not scared about it. You know, she's just like, it's pretty cool that I got to see that, you know, and nobody else did. Where I would probably be scared out of my mind if I was 11 years old. and like that. But but she, she likes to watch all the ghosts shows with me and my son he's just like this a bunch of crap if I tell him the stories about my haunted house that I grew up in he's like mom you're crazy you know
4: <laughs> <laughs> so you say your da- your daughter's seen stuff
2: she has she has seen several things and she you know we're pretty close where she can just talk to me she's like I saw this or that and she tells me and so far you know she hasn't seen anything that's really scared her she's just kind of accepted it like well okay you know it, it chose to show itself to me like we had a dog put to sleep and she saw the dog like up in her bedroom like and the dog never went upstairs we don't let our dogs go upstairs and everything so she was telling me about it she's like I saw him he's just like laying in front of my closet and we never let the dog go upstairs they stay downstairs and I was like, well, maybe you just, you know, he was saying goodbye to you or whatever, you know, because it was like out of the blue that we had to put him to sleep and everything. It was awful. But, uh, yeah. And she tells me, so I'm like, if you ever see anything, you can tell me because I believe you. And I wanted to, you know, I just wanted to know that I believe her because I know she's not making it up. Because when she saw the, she saw that Gettysburg soldier. She was like, it freaked her out. And she didn't know what, to, that was the first time it happened when she saw something. And she, we got back to my sister's house and she's like, mom, I need to talk to you. She was like, I saw something. <laughs> we were by a cemetery actually. And we couldn't go in the cemetery. It was, um, the tour that we were on wasn't a tour where we could go into places. They would just point to these houses and stuff. But apparently while we were on the tour, she saw the soldier walk in, like, like walk and then like disappear. And then when she did her homework one night, she said, "Well, this is this. What he looked like? He was a Union soldier by the the outfit and everything. So, which I know Gettys- Gettysburg was like super haunted. <laughs>
4: oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but
2: yeah, she she's. I think she just has a sensitivity to it. And 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 the thing is, I'm uh, really cool with like she's like she's okay with it, and she's like okay with it, and she just kind of. Until it freaks her out a little bit. Hopefully that doesn't happen, but <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> All right. No, thanks for calling.
2: Okay. No problem. To hear
4: more.
5: Okay.
2: See, cool.
4: You didn't awesome. even have to get drunk to call. We're pretty good people. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little bit drunk. <laughs> <All
2: right. laughs> it just, just a snidgen. <laughs> it was nice to talk to you. I mean, yeah, it you know, was good
4: know, to talk to that, you too. Like-
3: Absolutely. If you don't mind, a quick plug. Uh, if you want a super like crazy, scary haunted house story, we did an episode last year for Halloween uh, uh-huh. called the uh, called the Screaming House. It was uh, about the Lechance family in uh, Union, Missouri. I believe, uh, yes, yeah, okay. Missouri. Um, probably one of the scariest hauntings I have ever like read anything about it It was fucking terrifying to be completely honest okay
2: cool thank you for talking to you later Kristen. okay bye okay bye Bye.
4: what's Uh up can you hear me Yeah, yeah i can hear you how are you doing
1: i'm good how are you
4: I can't really complain. We got some freaking Kristen lived in a haunted house. We got some good stories out of her. I know.
1: I I, I heard the tail end of that. I was like, wait, I really missed some shit.
4: Well, it was funny because you had messaged me about the Hat Man right at the same time she started telling us about her Shadow Person Hat Man story, and that was oh my god,
3: your face! That That was that was awesome.
4: yeah, and that was right after Kevin got done telling me his Hat Man, Shadow <gasps> Man story. So I was no, like, "All right, no. let's do it." Bring yeah. it
1: <laughs> You know, it's so funny because I'm not plugging it, but I just started a podcast, and part no, of it. No, plug is it. Like, what is it? Normal. Absolutely. Uh, it's it's called Where the Weird Things Are.
3: Oh, I like it. Good name. Damn. I like that. I like it.
1: Thanks, but like we have numerous different topics and one of them is paranormal and spooky stuff and one of my best friends is one of the co-hosts and we talked a lot in like our intro episode that's gonna come out here in a couple days we talked about how we bonded over her kind of saying something about she'd never experienced the 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 hat man but she was like oh yeah i was listening to jim harold's campfire and people talking about that and i was like hold up sorry that's a thing and it blew my mind because i lived it for my entire life and didn't know that it was a thing that happened to people it was just something that i lived with through like my entire childhood and like teen teenagehood or whatever you call it and i didn't know that it was like a thing until she mentioned it and i was like wait wait sorry, what?
3: <laughs> hold up <laughs> yeah definitely tell me. me But i'm not the only person seeing this shit
1: And when I Googled it, there were like photos, like drawings, basically people like drew what they saw. And that was exactly what I saw. And it, I I honestly, I can't even explain how it it felt because I didn't, I thought it was just me and something I experienced. And I didn't know it was like a real, a real thing.
4: (laughs) That is exactly what Kristen said. She goes, (laughs) when I saw the first drawing of one, she goes, it brought it all back
1: yes yes and i don't know what she said about it but i just know like personally like i had a lot of really fucked up things happen <laughs> did i not swear i don't know what the swearing rule is here
4: oh dude it's mc i mean <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> there's no rule
1: okay oh no, I, I figured but i just did know so yeah I, there's a lot of fucked up things happened to me in my childhood and i went through a lot of really horrible trauma and my theory is that this entity really um attaches itself to trauma and to fear and to darkness yeah. and I was I was going through a lot of that as a kid as a teenager just literally living through fear for the majority of my life and that's why it was there but then the second I moved away from that and I changed my life I haven't seen it since
3: interesting really
1: mm-hmm. no that I haven't Interesting. Seen, not since I moved out of my childhood home and like ultimately what what it was is like the, the environment I was living in and one particular person I was living with was really tormenting my life in a really horrible way. And I think that was attaching itself to me um, because I was living in so much fear and pain constantly. And so it would it was a very regular occurrence that I would wake up in the middle of the night and there'd be this figure in my doorway. And uh, Hmm. it was it was just always it was just always or like I I experienced like small, small shadow people as well, like clusters of them always coming at me. That was a regular (laughs) occurrence as well.
4: So on that note, I got to ask because I did a shadow person episode, I think a couple years now, and they actually simulated a shadow person experience. And I believe they did this controlled study in Switzerland. I believe you can actually look it up. They have the whole scientific study from start to finish what they did, how they did it and what happened. And they actually simulated one in the brain of this woman. So I got to ask like with all the different theories about the hat man or the shadow man, I mean, you have interdimensional, you have residual haunting evil entity. Brittany, what do you personally believe about it? And then afterward, Kevin, I want to hear what you think about it too.
1: I believe it to be um, an evil entity. I do have, I have a lot of experience. I am a very spiritual person. I do a lot of spiritual practices Basically I have a I have a I definitely have a connection to the spiritual world and I can't deny it and I tried to deny it for a long time um but I've kind of come into grips with it in the past couple of years and I obviously I I still am just floundering and don't know what the fuck I'm doing but I've done a lot of spiritual practices in the meantime and during that process I did kind of come to terms with the fact that like because I was experiencing trauma this entity came to me and that's why i fully believe it is an evil entity just because like just the things i've studied and experienced and everything since then i've um i do truly believe that it feeds off of fear and i was living in fear for so long and the second i stopped living in fear i didn't experience that entity anymore Hmm.
4: so kind of like a poltergeist scenario almost
1: uh, almost, but it's not the same. It's it's poltergeists are.
4: Well, I I mean I know the difference, but I yeah. was just asking you. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. So it just felt like <laughs> it felt poltergeists feel more like annoying, versus this was more like terrifying. Like poltergeists for me, yeah. and I've experienced both, and I've experienced poltergeists, and they're more like just irritating until it escalates which I've experienced the escalation to the point where I had to reach out to some of my like more experienced spiritual friends for help and getting rid of it. Mm -hmm. But this thing just felt worse. It just felt like it just always was very ominous versus a poltergeist is just like irritating, irritating, irritating. And then like, Oh shit, no, this is more versus this thing just always felt like
4: terrifying. I interviewed Keith Linder for the Bothell hell house and that's how his started. It was just super annoying. Mm -hmm. And then it got to the point where he was pushed down a flight of stairs. I mean, just literally screwing with his daily life to the point he got to the point that he was scared. But at the same time, it was just getting worse and starting doing worse things and so on and so forth. So
1: that was the poltergeist or the hat man,
4: the poltergeist.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, I had that. I had that literal very similar experience with the poltergeist where it was like minor shit where you're just like okay <laughs> stop like that's annoying but whatever but yeah. then i would wake up to like a weird crashing noise in my room and i remember it woke me and my at the my boyfriend at the time up and we would i was like what the hell Turn on all the lights nothing or it'd be like the feeling literally the feeling of like a steel toe boot kicking the baseboard of my bed to wake me up and now uh, one time i woke up in the middle of the night and i heard water running and i was like okay <laughs> weird so i got up and i went to the bathroom and i opened the bathroom and it's just steam billowed out and it was probably three in the morning and the shower was just running full force hot as could be just going for no reason and I was like, all right, now you're costing me money. Like, this isn't okay. Like, please stop." <laughs> and then went from that to things started falling on my head a lot, basically. Like, I was doing the laundry and, like, all of a sudden this giant bottle of laundry detergent just slid off the top of the machine onto my head. A jar just randomly fell off a ledge near my head. Like, it was just stuff like that started happening a lot. But then I reached out to someone that I know that is very talented when it comes to getting rid of um, these kind of entities. And after that, I had no problems.
4: And that's how you got rid of the the whole Shadow Man thing?
1: The Shadow Man just just went away after I Just the Poltergeist. After you moved. Yep. After I moved away, after I I had just established my own life, then I didn't have to worry about the Shadow Man anymore because I didn't have Mm. that trauma with me so as soon as i i yeah. left that trauma that shadow man left as well
4: mm-hmm. kevin what's your theory on the shadow man
3: you know i'm, I'm kind of on the fence with it um I'm, I'm definitely in favor of it being something completely evil but i also don't rule out the whole interdimensional thing just because there's so many people that are like well I mean, there, there's been a lot of research into it where it's you know it, it could potentially be somebody from an alternate dimension and just somehow our shit's getting all mixed up and they're crossing over. They, there's people that have said that if that's the case where we're seeing someone from an alternate universe, potentially dimension, whatever you want to call it, we're being seen the same way from their direction. Yeah. So, I mean, it it's fascinating either way. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's I mean. one of those ones that it's like, it's so hard to try to, You know, try to put it into one particular box and not the other, you know?
4: Yeah. What do you guys think is uh, one of the more legitimate hauntings that's been publicized and or famous?
1: I have a weird obsession with the Enfield poltergeist in England uh, that The Conjuring 2 was based off of. Yep, yep, Mm -hmm. yep. Because there is quite a bit of I mean, there is a lot of stuff that could seem absolutely fake, but then oh, in yeah. my opinion, a lot of stuff <laughs> but in my opinion, a lot of stuff that like is maybe and I think the Conjuring 2 movie like made it um, seem more fake. Yeah. But I'm
4: not a huge fan of the Warrens to be perfectly. No, honest. yeah, the Warrens I hear the Warrens are <laughs> trash.
1: The Warrens are trash, but they but they actually weren't as involved in that haunting as the movie makes it seem. Yeah, they tried to insert themselves into that haunting and they were like what no g- g- get out of here basically like they were kind of almost only a little bit involved um not as much as they and very much for the amityville horror hauntings yep. of, or amityville i Horrors. was
3: just about to say yep, that
1: they very much tried to insert themselves into that as well but i i think that one actually does have quite a bit of More I think it has I think it does more than we realize because of the movies. People think it's all fake and because of the freaking Warrens, everyone thinks that it's trash. But I think um I've done quite a bit of research into it just because I don't know, there's just something there's a lot about it that seems legitimate to me anyway. I mean I can be bullshit too.
4: (laughs) Well, Kevin, before you go, I gotta the the one there's two particular cases that the Warrens were involved with that. That I find intriguing. Mm. There's not many that they were involved with (laughs) that I actually find interesting, but Maurice, Maurice, uh, known as Frenchie, that is one of I actually did an episode on it, and I did. But that story is so in depth and interesting, and. You know, people write it off as schizophrenia and this and that and the other. But it's like when he was hearing voices out in public, there were other people hearing the voices, too. They were hearing the same things. He would check himself into hospitals because he knew that something wasn't right because he would miss time. And then he would hear all these stories from his townspeople or his wife. And it was To the point where he would check himself into, you know, medical facilities and they would check him out and they're like, we can't hold him. Like, there's nothing wrong with this guy, even though he would go in there and he would have superhuman strength. Like he would lift up, you know, two, three people at a time on chairs and like all kinds of crazy shit. But the one that got me was that he actually walked to the police station one day after his wife had a uh, doppelganger experience like she saw him walking through the hallway into the bedroom and she followed him in there and he wasn't in there so she walks back down the hallway Dad. to the living room and he was sitting in the chair and she goes what the hell dude and and he's just like i've been sitting here the whole time but he walked into the police station and told them i'm turning in all my guns which he did he goes even if I come in here myself and ask for him back, don't give them to me. Because he knew consciously that something was wrong with him. But the fact that, I mean, he was the first video recorded exorcism, and you can still watch the video on YouTube. It's pretty wild stuff. Really? And, um, yeah, dude.
3: What, what was this uh, one?
4: His name is Maurice. His last name is French. They used to call him Frenchy. And, uh, Maurice Therio. I can't, I honestly don't know how to pronounce his last name to be honest with you. But um, one of the weird things is, though, is that when he was a kid, he always claimed that his family, his parents, was involved in like uh, satanic rituals and things like that. Now, honestly, you know, how much of that I believe, I don't know. But he definitely had some childhood trauma that he had to figure out. But he was just conscious of the fact that something wasn't right, which kind of goes against the grain when you talk about, you know, schizophrenics or DID and stuff like that. But, I mean, it got to the point, and like I said, I did an episode on it, like, I think three or four years ago. But he got to the point where he was exercised, and then I think it was like a year or two later, he actually… Killed himself in front of his wife, but the whole time he was sitting in the chair, like he basically held his wife hostage in the chair in the house and made her watch him shoot himself with the shotgun. Holy shit. Yeah. And then after the fact, she says, and they wrote a book about this shit. She says that the whole time he was in the chair he was actually fighting with himself. Like his one arm was trying to stop the other arm from doing what it was going to do. And it was just, it's one of the crazier cases that personally, I mean, the Warrens were involved with, you know, and the other one for me personally is uh, um, Donnie Decker, the rain man, that story.
3: Yeah. That that was wild.
4: That is wild. What about you, Kevin?
3: Um, The biggest one, like after doing like the, the looking into it is uh, Waverly Hills. I think Um, just because of all of the stuff that happened at that place, when it was like actively open Um, the way they treated patients. And then you have people go in there years later and are seeing some of the same shit that patients were reportedly seeing at the time that it was still open Another one would probably be the oh I can't remember what they called it. It was uh shit. It's in it's in uh, Gary, Indiana. Um, oh, the Demon House. Yes, 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 yes. Yep. Yeah, that one's kind of fucked too. Uh, where you get the they take the kid to the hospital and he uh the you know in front of a you know a doctor you know a couple of doctors a nurse and I believe. I want to say the hospital priest was in there too, where the kid walked up the fucking wall and like got to the ceiling and then dropped down and landed on his feet. Um, Like a little cat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like they sent the police in there and they like into the house and they like started investigating and they found a bunch of stuff buried under the stairs. And as soon as they started digging, they were just getting like, all kinds of strange smells and people yelling, and it sounded like there's people running throughout the house, and they fucking left. They're just like, you know, these are, you know, armed <laughs> cops are like, nah, I'm done, and they they went out and sat in their car and called for backup, and nobody came out to help them, so they just left. Damn. Yeah.
4: Yeah, it's pretty crazy shit. I don't know. My state, the Sally house, like, I I don't know. Oh? That was just you, Wait, you stayed yeah. at the
1: Sally house?
4: Oh, yeah.
5: <gasps> How was
4: oh, that? Oh, yeah. Happened? Uh, it was interesting, that's for <laughs> sure. Um, that's putting it lightly. Uh, <laughs> there's a few stories from there, but um we ended up staying all night, obviously, and like we had a live show down there in Addison, and it okay. was actually a whole weekend where me and Jerry and Tracy we did live shows on the Saturday night, but we all got there sun- or er, Friday, so we stayed at the Sally house Friday night. And then Saturday, we did the live show and just kind of hung out, stuff like that. And then Sunday, we did – and then there was more ghost tours because there's a haunted cemetery. There's other haunted attractions. But Mm -hmm. my whole thing is like I've practiced traditional witchcraft for like a decade now. So, And I grew up in a haunted house, so some things scare me more than others. When we went down, we went down to the basement. First of all, the stories don't match up with – any of the the history (laughs) that's that's my biggest problem so although i'm a believer and i grew up in a haunted house i'm still a skeptic but in a healthy way because i'm not going to believe everything i think that's
1: necessary and like not to interject but i agree because i'm the same way i practice witchcraft as well in a sense but i'm and i believe in all freaking spirits and ghosts but i'm not about to be like immediately like ghost I'm always yep. like, okay, but yeah, what else? Exactly. Because I don't think everything means ghost, and I think that's healthy, and I think that's how we keep our, like, legitimacy in, in, in a way, where it's like, we're not crying ghosts every breeze that goes by. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and exactly. that is exactly why I hate ghost adventures. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bro, did yeah. you see that? That was a ghost. No, <laughs> motherfucker, it wasn't. It Bro, was, that car that was a breeze. Like, no. no.
4: Is that an orb? It's like, no, dude, you're in an abandoned place that hasn't been dusted in like 50 fucking years.
3: With your fucking tight ass t-shirts. Relax.
4: Calm down. Your own
3: nipple, pal. Calm down.
4: Yeah. I tell you what, one of the things that bothers me about the stories of, of the Sally House, and I've heard podcasters blow this shit way out of proportion, okay? Oh, yeah. When you go down to the basement, supposedly there was... Oh, there's a pentagram down there where a witch used to live here, and she helped conjure all the things back and made this basement a portal. All right. Mm -hmm. First of all, if a witch lived there, there's a 99.9% chance she put a pentacle down there, not a fucking pentagram. Pentacles are a form of protection. I literally have two of them tattooed on my fucking body. Okay. Like, that's how we roll. That part pissed me off because everybody says that and it's like you guys don't know what you're talking about for god's <laughs> sakes man a little research goes a long way like it literally if you go on pinterest there's pictures that's all you have to do but anyway we went down there so and i will admit like when you go in there you do get a, a heavy feeling i will openly admit that so we go in and the, one of the first things, because we had like a group of listeners that were there for the live show that weekend. We had like a group ghost hunt, you know, a whole paranormal thing. And it, I mean, it was a great time and we were doing EVPs and all this stuff. There are people who captured certain things. There are people who experienced things that I I didn't experience personally. And I'm not going to sit here and say, That they're full of shit, obviously. You know what I mean? I'm not that guy because I've experienced things and people have told me I'm full of shit. I don't like that. (laughs) But the only things that really happened to me were when I went in, uh, we had a set of dowsing rods. Okay. I don't put much stock in dowsing rods. Same. My great grandpa used to use them on his farm. You know what I'm saying?
3: They're supposed to be for fun and water.
4: (laughs) Yeah, they are. (laughs) Yes, sir. They are. (laughs) They work. But the one thing that was kind of weird about the dowsing rods is that if I was in the house, no matter where I went and no matter who was holding the dowsing rods, the entire time they followed me around, (laughs) I could, I could, we could be in a room full of people. I mean, in the, the Sally house, isn't very big. It's two story, but it's not that big. So we're in the dining room area. In between, uh, like an L shape, you have the living room, dining room, and then the kitchen. And then through the kitchen, you go down into the basement and you have the back porch and stuff. So no matter where I walked, like the dowsing rods were following me around, even though there's 15 other people in there. So everybody's like freaking out. (laughs) It was a little weird, you know? And everybody is like, what the fuck, dude? And I'm like, (laughs) I don't know. Like, let me hold them. I shit you not, when I held these things, they this reversed way. back they and pointed. Yeah. still pointed at me. I saw that coming. So I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, all right, that's kind of weird, okay? And any time, like, if I went to the basement, they wouldn't follow yeah. me. If I was outside, they wouldn't follow me. It was only when I was in the house, and it didn't matter where I was or who else was around me. Oh, so I go down to the basement, The first time, and here's the deal. I'm an instigator, all right? So I go down to the basement, and we have this thing called a geoport down there. And it's kind of like a ghost box, but not really the same thing because there's no open static frequency. It's, uh, It's a lot smoother, and it's more clear. So if you haven't seen that, for anybody who listens to this when I post it, go look it up. You can see videos of them on YouTube and stuff like that. So we had a YouTube paranormal group that was there and they provided us with one and let us play with it. So we go down to the basement and I'm instigating. I'm like, you know what? I think the doctor that lived here actually killed all these fucking people and he probably enjoyed it. So then all the ghost hunters there are like, bro, just calm down. You probably shouldn't say anything like that. Cause you have to stay the night here. We don't. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that's fine. You know, whatever. Not and, um, ghosts. <laughs> Yeah, well, the, (laughs) the geoport started growling at me. So there's certain words that are programmed into these things and a growl is not one of them. Okay. So everybody looks at me and they're like, you know, dude, you need to apologize. We yada, 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 get out of the basement. I'm like, all right, whatever. I need a cigarette anyway. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. You know, I really don't think you killed anybody. You know, we're going to stay the night here, right? And the GeoPort answers intelligent. Like the whole night, the thing answered back intelligently. And when I said that, it said, good luck. So <laughs> everybody, <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, <laughs> and I just kind of shook my head. And the GeoPort started this low-growl maniacal laugh. It's just like, <laughs> like that kind of shit. <laughs> And everybody fucking freaked. They're like, "Ah, we're done. And everybody just kind of went upstairs. So later on in the night, everybody, I I actually went upstairs and I was like, all right, you know, I'm done for the night. Like, I'm probably not going to go back down there because I, I will openly admit, like it's creepy as shit in that place. And the basement <laughs> is even creepier because it's open. It, like it's all open. You can crawl through the crawl spaces in the basement and, I mean they're like four foot high. We actually have pictures of some of the, some listeners in there that were just kind of walking around back there, crouched down. So later on that night, there was an incident to where we were up, okay, until probably like two or two thirty in the morning. I was dead ass tired, so I just passed out on the couch in the living room. I was like, I you know, whatever. Jerry and Tracy stayed upstairs. Uh, they stayed in the doctor's room because they had heard that there were sightings of apparitions and shit like that up there. So they wanted to stay up there, see if they could experience or see anything, catch it on video, pictures, whatever. But they had to sleep on an air mattress. You're not allowed to sleep on the beds up there. This is not even mentioning all the other shit that we did while we were there. Like we set up all kinds of recording equipment all kinds of shit we we had these uh these cameras that when you point them you can actually see like stick figures if that makes sense they're really oh, really really, yeah, really yeah. hard to explain um, you know what i'm talking about though. yeah
3: it's almost like the like the the grid uh pattern kind of thing yes yeah
4: yeah ex- except you can when you see it on a computer like you've seen it on ghost hunting shows you can kind of see like oh, a stick yeah. figure if somebody's there yes yeah. Well, obviously there's nobody in there and we're seeing those on the screen and it's like, what the fuck? That's kind of weird. So we all pass out and we held a contest for one person to stay the night with us there. So it was a good friend of mine named Cammie and she stays the night and she gets up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. Now, the only bathroom that everybody used all night was on the first floor. And it's uh, right off of the kitchen, in between the dining room and kitchen. Nobody used the one upstairs, so I vaguely remember her getting up in the middle of the night. I close my eyes back. I was on like two hours of sleep, so I was dead to the world. <laughs> so I wake up the next morning and I go out to smoke a cigarette. And Cammy's out there on the back porch. She looks disheveled. She is fucking freaked out. She's almost shaking. And I'm like, how was, how was, how'd you sleep? And she goes, dude, I don't want to fucking talk about it. And I'm like, well, what the fuck, dude? Like what happened? And I was like, are you hungover? Like, cause we've got, cause we ended up getting drunk in there. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were like four of us. <laughs> There's like four of us just pounding wine and do? beers and, you know, hanging out. <laughs> exactly. So I said, are you hung over? And she's like, dude how many times have you seen me hung over of every event that I've traveled to? And I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. Never. You know? So she goes, if I tell you, you can't fucking tell anybody, which I've already clear. I actually did two episodes on my Patreon about this. So everybody's cool and out in the open about it. So apparently in the middle of the night, Cammy woke up to go to the bathroom and that's the last thing she remembers. She wakes up the next morning laying in between Jerry and Tracy in their bed with no clothes on. And she doesn't remember how she got there. So Ooh. Jerry kind of points to the end of the bed. As soon as she wakes up, she grabs her clothes and like scurries out of the room. Cause she's fucking embarrassed and has no recollection of how anything happened. So the one thing about this house is that there's a lot of stories about missing time and people being in trances. Like there's a whole thick book of shit that people have experienced there. And that is the most common one. So basically we had no clue. Like Cammy had no fucking idea what happened. Nobody did. So I told her, I said, let me tell Maria because she's the one who runs the, the tourist, the tourism there. And she's the one who runs the house. And she goes, okay, you can tell Maria. That's fine. She's like, I'm just freaked the fuck out. I don't know what happened. I'm like, do you think you got like roofing? And she's like, no, dude, I did not get fucking roofied. And I'm like, good, because there's nobody here that's going to do that. You yeah. Know? And she's like, exactly. So um, Maria had, because I was so tired, Maria had picked me up from the hotel and taken me to the house. And she was dropping me off at the hotel that next morning after we had all woken up and everything. So I'm telling her about it and she's like, Oh my God, what the fuck dude? Like I got to talk to Jerry. And I'm like, dude, don't like, she's so fucking embarrassed. Anyway, we had like another, another thing to do there at like 2 PM that afternoon. So she comes and picks me up and on the way there, she goes, first thing Maria says, she goes, you will not fucking believe what Jerry told me today. And I'm like, Oh, here we go. (laughs) And, uh, so apparently, according to Jerry, he hears a noise of somebody using the bathroom upstairs in the middle of the night. He said it was like almost three o'clock on the dot. And he doesn't know who it is. All he can see is a silhouette of somebody because the only real lights were, was the moon coming through the window up in that bedroom. So he goes, I kind of looked at my phone to see what time it was. He says about three o'clock. He goes, I go look because I heard that noise, but then I kind of felt somebody there. And he goes, standing at the edge of the of the mattress is this figure. And it's like arms by by their side, limp, head down, and all of their hair is just in front of their face going down.
3: Oh. And shit. he goes,
4: Yeah, dude, like the fucking ring. I was okay. gonna say it's yeah, a ring yeah, shit. Yeah. I don't
3: like that at all. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And he says, there's no moving. There's no fucking breathing. They just stood there for like five fucking minutes. And he goes, I'm not going to lie. I was fucking terrified. Like, I didn't know who the fuck this was. He goes, I knew we had three women or four women in the house. He goes, I knew it wasn't Tracy. She was right beside me. It was either my stepdaughter, Cammie or Maria. And he goes, the body style that I could see silhouette wise, it was either Cammie or my stepdaughter. So. He goes, right when I think that shit can't get any weirder, she starts taking off all her clothes and crawls what into fucking the fuck? bed. <laughs> Here's how it makes it even worse. He goes, I was fucking terrified, dude. He goes, So I kind of like turn towards her as she's laying beside me and her head is turned towards me. Her eyes are wide the fuck open, staring at me, dude. And he Jesus goes, She did not God. fucking nope. look. Like. <laughs> Yeah, he goes, she did not fucking oh, blink. Goddamn. And he goes, I'm thinking, he goes, I don't know what to think. I don't know if she's sleepwalking. I don't know what's going on. He's like, You can't wake up a sleepwalker, but I'm also fucking terrified because <laughs> of the whole situation. So he goes, I just kind of rolled over <laughs> and put it on. You know, on. yeah. Yeah. And he said oh. he forced himself to sleep, right? Oh. So he wakes up. Yeah, he wakes up and he turns back around just because he was like, I didn't know if it was a bad dream or if it was real. And he turns back around, dude, rolls over and he goes, she is in the exact same fucking position, still staring at me, Damn it, still staring at me with her eyes fucking wide open, dude. And he goes, I was fucking scared. And he goes at that exact moment he goes she blinked
3: and he goes her eyes moved around
4: yeah he goes her eyes moved around and she looked around and she, you could tell that she was fucking confused she had no idea where oh, she was fucking and he weird. goes she kind of looks around and then she realized she didn't have any clothes on and that's when jerry pointed to the end of the mattress and was like they're over there and she ran out of the room. And when Maria told me that half of the story, I was like, what in the fuck is going on here, man? <laughs> right? Like, what is going on, dude? I'm the oh. one instigating everything. Why is everybody else get picked on, you know? But <laughs> well, that is done. and like I said, for my listeners who are on Patreon, they've I actually interviewed both of them and they both tell the story. Yeah, that that was weird shit that happened at the sally house yeah, other uh, than that it was a great weekend, weekend.
1: <laughs> oh than that fantastic
5: we had brunch
3: yeah, we had a Boston.
4: lot of fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so if, if, if,
3: time, if you're cool dude. with it i've got to tell you one last one before i go to bed and i actually kind of bu- uh busted out the whiskey here a few minutes ago for this because oh. it's potentially yeah. the worst thing that's ever happened to me um serious. Okay. <laughs> so it was uh 2015 it was the year before my wife and i got married uh we're living out in chittenden um remember i was telling you about that that family the uh the eddies that are in the area um yeah so it's where we were we were about a mile and a half from their house um so i was actually sitting on my couch i was i remember it clear as day i was playing rainbow six siege with kevin and seth this is before we started the show and uh my headphones died my <clears throat> my headset so i was like you know, fuck it it's like it was right before christmas it was like the 15th 16th somewhere in there december um I'm like i'll run into into walmart real quick and grab another one it was like 10 o'clock so no big deal and um there's a road that kind of connects from chittenden up into <coughs> rutland which is the next big town um And it kind of, instead of having to go all the way down through into like down under Route 7, which is like the main highway north and south through the state, this kind of drops you over onto Route 4, which will bring you up to all the ski resorts and stuff like that. Um, So it's kind of a, uh, it's a weird, like kind of long twisting uh, road. And it's got a lot of uh, like real uh, wide curves where when you come into it, you can't see the other side of it until you're halfway through. I had a, a Subaru Baja at the time, so I don't know if you're familiar with those. There, <laughs> yeah, it's basically like a Subaru Outback mm-hmm. with a truck bed. Yeah, there, it was fucking <laughs> awesome. I love that thing. So I've driven this road, shit, uh hundred and fifty thousand times, uh, estimate easily. So I'm coming through one of the cur- oh, one of the curves, and I'm doing like speed limits thirty-five. I'm doing like forty-five out through there, just kind of cranking along. Um, and I come through like starting to one of the curves, and as I come into the middle of it my headlights hit this fucking thing in the road and uh, get the fucking cold chills thinking about it. Mm. Mm. So it's down on all fours in, in my lane uh, from the ass end of it to the tip of its nose. It took up the entire lane that I was in. Um, my lights shit. are
1: flickering. <laughs> Sorry, just, just, just <laughs> oh, my lights just <laughs> are just flickering. And, uh, no joke. Yep.
3: So I stop obviously because I'm like, what in the fuck am I looking at here? And it's just, it's just fucking standing there, like it's supposed to be there. And I'm looking at it, and I, I got a really, really good. I mean, I saw it for probably 10 to 15 seconds. It just stood there, kind of long. Uh, greasy shaggy fur you know like if like an irish wolfhound where they're Mm kind of wiry but also kind of almost look greasy at the same time Mm -hmm. the the fur was like that but it was darker gray had a uh, a strip down the middle of its back that was almost black and it was really bristly up towards the top the head it's still it's still hard to explain it's almost like if you were to mix a bear and a german shepherd so if you had like a german shepherd head but like the size of a black bear like real wide, real thick snout. And its eyes were like a, like an ambery color. I don't know if it was probably just the the lights from my headlights hitting it, but they weren't like red or anything crazy like that. It was ambery yellow kind of, kind of deal. And as I'm looking at it, I'm noticing things that just don't make a lot of sense. Like, you know, when you look at, at the back legs of a dog, they've got that kind of like, almost like an ankle bone that kind of pops out. Yep. So it had that, but it was up too far. And the back feet were bigger than they should have been, like lengthwise. And the front paws, I used the word paws very loosely, looked more like uh, like raccoon paws. So you had like individual fingers with, you know, you could almost see like the knuckles in them. And I just sat here looking at this fucking thing. Like, I had my handgun with me in the car. I had a forty caliber Glock. And I was like, there's no fucking way that if I get out of this, if I get out of my car it crack one off of this thing I'm getting back in. So I just kind of sat there like dumbstruck, just watching this thing. And it just kind of, you know, still on all fours, just, you know, down off the side of the road. I I, I was just completely, I I don't know. I, it, I had no idea what I had just seen. Yeah. So I didn't even like go all the way. I didn't even end up, you know, doing what I was going to do. I went into Rutland and took the long way home. Cause I'm like, I'm not fucking going back down that road. And I have an aunt and uncle that lived just up the road from where we were. And I called her and I'm like, hey, I need to talk to you. I'm going to come up to your house. And I sat there and kind of explained to her everything I saw. She's like, I've seen that same thing. <laughs> Fucking what? She's like, oh, yeah. shit. She's like, yeah. She's like, I've seen the same thing in our backyard. Uh, my uncle had actually seen. He's pretty confident it was the same thing on his way to work one day. Off of that same road, there's a big open field on the right hand side. And he was going through his like five 36 o'clock in the morning. And he sees a bunch of deer come running out of the field. And this giant like dog looking thing comes tear assing out of the woods. He said, it looked over towards the road, turned back around at full speed and just went right back in. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think it was? I don't want to use the word dog, man, but I think that's where I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm leaning yeah. Uh, yeah. because like just the way that the legs were structured it looked like if it if it wanted to or needed to, it could have popped up on its hind legs and, and walked off the same way. Uh, well,
4: how here's the deal. how If it would have popped up on its hind legs, how tall do you think it would have stood?
3: Oh, Jesus. Uh, eight, eight and a half feet tall. Shit. Damn. Um, I mean, at, at the shoulder from what I could guess is when I was in my car, if you've ever walked up to like a small cow, you know, like maybe a, a year, year and a half old cow, where they're, you know, three and a half, four feet at the shoulders. So they're not like, well, I mean, maybe not four feet, but like three, three and a half feet at the shoulders. Um, it was probably mm-hmm. around that same size. Damn, dude. Um, and my wife and I were actually recently watching a show uh, on discovery plus called uh, the woods are haunted or something like that. And there was a guy that had an experience. I want to say it was in either North or South Carolina where him and his wife were camping and they're out in there, you know, driving out to the campsite in their RV and he stopped to piss and looks over on the side of the road and there's something like off in the weeds. And as he's explaining it and, and you know, going into detail is what he's seeing. I was sitting on the couch and I, I started crying because it was I was hearing the exact same fucking thing that I had seen. Except his as he's sitting there watching it, he said he heard two really loud cracks and then it stood up. I was like, nope, 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 no fucking way. Because uh, if I had seen that again and it stood up, I don't know what the hell I would do there. Because I mean, it was yeah, fucking god awful. Interesting. <laughs> yeah.
1: Here I'm drinking that whiskey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: the best. Yeah, because I've got to go to bed after this.
4: <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Yeah.
3: It'll be a whiskey. Speaking of to which. Tonight.
4: Well, I tell you what, we'll end in for tonight, and I'll probably do this again this weekend. And obviously, both of you are welcome back, Kevin. You're in the that. group, so I'm sure you'll see my post. So. Hell yeah! All right, Brittany, plug your new podcast.
1: Oh, yeah, where the weird things are. That's what it is. I don't know, Justin, if you do you know who I am? I'm, um, I remember I- being
4: on a call with you with Heather. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Not being like a dick. Do you know who I am? I a, but like, I, I, I didn't know if you remembered who I was. Yeah, I'm Heather's. I'm Heather's I got, friend. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm um, I'm gonna be co-hosting, well, more or less co-hosting, uh, Nature versus Narcissism with her in the reboot. Oh, well. cool. So yeah. So sweet. Yeah. So I didn't know. I just That's didn't know if podcast. you. It, it wasn't like a. Do you know who I am? Yeah. It was more like, do you remember me? <laughs> yeah.
4: Now my memory is usually pretty sharp. I remember.
1: Oh, wow, what's that like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: right uh, it's oh uh God. more of a curse than a blessing
1: <laughs> <laughs> no but thank you for, for having me this is nice so
4: well you're welcome back anytime like i so said i might do this more often because it's pretty cool getting stories and stuff from other people and everything like that so yeah. kind of an open lines friday man yeah coast this is really, this pretty cool like yeah. i
3: didn't know what to expect but i was like yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I'll sit on the couch and I was like yeah I'll go talk to Justin for a few minutes yeah,
1: and I, that's yeah that's why I fun. said I turned to my boyfriend <laughs> and I was like hey I'm gonna go do this thing real quick sorry like I know we were like we we're in the middle watching The Walking Dead and I was like I'm I'm gonna go do this so <laughs> sorry
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Worth that. yeah I'll do it again this weekend and after that probably once a month just to so people can call in and tell stories and talk and all that kind of cool stuff I think it's kind of fun and I'm a Huge Art Bell, coast to coast fan, oh, and sometimes yeah, you, know, you, yeah, you yeah. just get those gold stories, man. So, <laughs> all right, well, I will talk to you folks later. Kevin, oh, yeah. Dark Windows podcast, everybody already knows him. Ouch. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> <laughs> we're a fucking frog's hair away from hitting four thousand downloads on the month. so That's a pretty good one for us. What?
4: You know? Fucking a, buddy. <laughs> that's pretty damn good. Uh,
3: well, I mean, how shit, far doesn't... away? Let me go do that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, do- it doesn't hurt that we actually had somebody, you know, do a series with us that actually knows what the hell they're doing, you know, so it kind of helped. <laughs> Kevin yeah, that, H? That... Oh, no, that's that's you. I was talking about you.
4: <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> now let, let's be real. Yeah, we all I just know that I'm the, the only one that knows what the fuck I'm doing <laughs> on my show, and that's barely. <laughs> that episode I mentioned um, to the last person that we were talking to, um, the, scream- the, the Screaming, screaming house. house. Yeah. We got a one-star review on that because one of the somebody uh, was like, "Well, the guy that was was uh, doing all the reading kept stuttering and stammering through it, and you know he didn't know doesn't know how to read." And I was like, "Motherfucker, oh. it's called voice acting!" Like Jesus. I was trying to, you know, get into character here a little bit, you know. So it's like. Oh and god,
5: then
1: I'm worried about my podcast. Oh, I, I was like hammer through life. So.
3: Oh shit! I, I we we took a page out of Justin's book where when people leave us like it, it's one thing if you leave us a one star review and there's a good reason for it, but mm-hmm. if you leave us a one star review and you're just being an asshole, it's like we're gonna call yeah. you out, and I will I exactly. will give people your iTunes read. and your <laughs> iTunes. I'm not,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna read mine. I asked one of my best friends. I said, "Hey, can you?" Cause her boyfriend, she's one of my my, my best friends, and she's the girlfriend. Another one of my best friends, who's also a co-host of my podcast. And I said, "Hey, could you read the reviews and like, <laughs> tell us the actual constructive criticism?" And that's it. Cause I don't want people to be like, "Wow, she, her voice is annoying." Her laugh is annoying because then I'll just be sad and not want to do it. So
3: you, you I, develop like, thick skin pretty quick. You're like, well, you know what else you can do? You can go fuck yourself.
1: Man, I'm a leasing <laughs> consultant for an apartment complex. Like, I, you would think my my skin could get <laughs> thicker than. It is, but I'll still yeah. get my feelings hurt. So yeah,
4: yeah it <laughs> <That's> happens. <fun. laughs> okay. Well, I'll talk to you guys later. Both yeah, of you have you a good night.
3: It. Yeah, you too, brother. Have a good night. All right, I'll talk to you later. Bye. 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 action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now
4: hello there
0: hi justin
4: well hello who am i talking to jamie
0: wilson
4: Oh, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing good. I called in to tell a kind of a spooky story.
4: I am ready to hear it. Kevin, are you ready?
0: Oh, hell yes. Always. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, my son sees spirits. And when he was about four years old, my dad would keep him like two or three days out of the week. So he's telling me on the way home when I I came to pick him up, he's like, Mom, Nana wants you to know. And I said, Who? And he said, Nana, and that's what all the grandkids called my mom, but we never said that in front of my son because she was already passed away before he was ever even born. And he said, Nana wants you to know that uh, she's really proud of you and she appreciates what you did for her. And I took care of my mom. She died with cancer. And so I said, he's probably heard this story through the family or something. So I wanted to test him. I said, what did she look like? And my dad only had one photograph of her up. You know, he didn't have photographs of her all over the house. He said, well, her hair was longer, you know, it was about down to her shoulders. And she had on this this gown-looking thing, and it wasn't pink, and it wasn't purple, and it had, like, some kind of, like, beige stuff on it. Well, he described to a T what she was buried in. Damn. And there's no way he Ooh. would have known that. And she was buried in a mauve pinnacle set that had beige lace on it. And, I, I mean, like, I almost pulled the car over. That was, like, super spooky. But it's also really sweet, you know?
4: Yeah, for sure. Does uh, Yeah, that's it's pretty comforting.
0: Yeah. Well, he said we actually live back at my childhood home. And he says he sees my because both my mom and my dad passed in this house. And he said he sees them all the time. He's like, oh, yeah. Him and my dad had wrestling in common. Like, they love wrestling. They watch pro wrestling all the time, WWE and stuff. (laughs) And, And so he's a big collector of the figures. And he sells toy collectibles, too. Well, in the middle of the night, everybody's, you know, chilling out, trying to go to sleep. And my dad's favorite wrestler will just like go flying off the shelf all the time. And he's like, he's like, pop off, knock it off, you know? And I mean, my dad was real mischievous. So that's like exactly something he would do. Stone Cold Steve Austin was his favorite wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the one that goes flying across the room. But it's it's pretty funny, you know, because I don't get scared at that. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty wild especially at four years old.
4: When you first heard it, how did you respond? Were you kind of freaked out, thought he was maybe, you know, bullshitting a little bit, or were you encouraging? Like, tell me exactly. more. Exactly.
0: At first in my mind I was, I didn't chastise him because I'm an impasse. I did see spirit when I was young, but I was brought up in a household that was really like strict religion So they were like, Oh, you're making that up. Oh, you're, you know, you didn't see anything. Uh, you know, that's, that's a bunch of crap. And so eventually I like suppressed that to where I just didn't see him anymore, but I can't help what I feel like when I go into places or, you know, I mean, I feel it. So I will feel if the spirit is around me. I was encouraging to him because I didn't want him to feel the same way I did at all. And I said, in my mind, you know, my mind's racing, like, oh my God, you know, what the crap's going on? And I, I just kept asking him questions. I was like, really? I was like, well, what did she look like? Well, what did she have on? And I encouraged him to go on and tell me the story because I believed what he was saying because there's no way he could have made up that much detail. And there's absolutely no way he would have known what she was buried in.
4: Oh, uh, yeah. That right there. When yeah. you said that, I was like, oh. <laughs> G- gave me chills.
0: <clears throat>
3: How much of a difference in time was there between her passing and him being born? Was it or was he uh, just died, little when she passed? She did, yeah, she died May 23rd of
0: 1995, and he was born January 26th of
4: 1999. Oh, quite a bit of time. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. And when I talked about my mom, I didn't say Nana. I said my mom. I didn't refer to her as Nana because my. My husband's mother, we called her granny, Okay. you know, so nobody else used that word. Nobody else used the word Nana. And when he said Nana wants you to know, and I was like, what, where did that come from? Cause my dad would refer to her by her name, Kathy, you know, so he didn't call her Nana either. That was my first clue that I was like, okay, I'm tripping out here, but go on, tell me more, yeah. <laughs> you know? And uh, and then I, I was like, well, what did she have on? And he, and he described it to a T, exactly what we buried her in, because, you know, she wanted to be buried in this really pretty fancy pinwaset, set, and it was mauve. It wasn't pink, but it wasn't purple. And he didn't know the word mauve, you know, so he goes, it wasn't pink, but it wasn't purple. And I was like, oh my God, that's mauve, you know, and that's exactly what she was buried in. And two, my mom always wore her hair really short, but before she died, she wanted to let her hair grow back out because she'd had so much radiation. She had lost her hair, so when it started coming back in, she just wanted to let it grow. So my mom's hair was longer when she died, and it had never been that long before. So that was another detail that I was like, trippy.
4: Now, as he started getting older, did he kind of grow out of it, or did he just keep that...
0: No, he still keeps it. Hmm. He still knows. And he went with uh, Hillbilly Horse Stories, uh, Bobby Mackey, yeah. uh, last year. Ooh. And he, he had some experiences there. And he's like, you know, something in the male's dressing room didn't want me in there. He said I stopped right at the door. He said because I could almost feel him like pushing against my chest and pushing me out. That's nuts. He was listening to the tour guide, and he said there was spirits, you know, um, shadow people darting right behind her when they took him down into the basement he said i could see all kinds of shadow people they were darting everywhere
4: damn
0: so he wanted me to go to bobby Mackey's with him this year and i was like no because you know i'm always i'm always scared of attachments i'm re- I really am you guys from that area uh yeah i live in kentucky oh that's
4: well hell yeah. i'm there's a great chance i'm gonna be down there in april for a live show with uh Billy Horror Stories in Ohio.
0: I hope so, because the last <laughs> time I saw you was uh, Tennessee.
4: Oh, yeah. That was a good time, though.
0: Oh, it was. It was a really good time. And I also wanted to tell you, I went to Scarefest yesterday and saw Baby.
4: Oh, you saw it, Baby?
0: I saw Baby. Yes. But, yeah. That re- it was a replica, but it was still cool. I got my picture made with Did it you? holding an angel blade uh, in the cold. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
4: No, it was, imp- but, it was yeah. cool, though. It was cool as hell, because when I was at uh, DeadCon, I didn't even see the car when I walked in, because there was, like, the mystery machine, and then there was another car, and then they had Baby kind of towards the end or whatever, and I just walked straight into where all the booze were and everything like that, so I could set up my booth, you know, meet some people or whatever. And uh, I had, the guy beside me was James o- O'Barr, Uh, graphic artist that created the crow so he me and him just started hanging out like talking for hours and i go out to smoke a cigarette and i was like what are all and there was a group of people just standing there i'm like what is everybody staring at and i kind of looked i'm like oh shit i was like that's that's baby from supernatural and they had the trunk all popped open
0: and i was like oh my god I know I saw it when you posted the picture, I'm like, I'm so jealous right now. And I had no idea it was gonna be at Scare fest, So it must make the rounds because Mystery Machine was there. The car from Evil Dead was there. Oh, and then um, and then um, Baby was there. And I was like, Oh my gosh And I was so finger on over this car and this guy goes, I'm so glad you're excited about this car because it took me forever to restore this. I was in there like, Can I get a picture? Can I get a picture? You know, but it was it was a lot of fun. I met Nick Gross and his wife, Oh, cool. That's
4: awesome. They were not at uh, DeadCon up here. They we did have, uh, I mean, a few paranormal TV shows, but it was the original Ghost Hunters show. Uh, what the hell are their names? The bald guy, oh, Steve
0: and Tango. Yeah, yeah.
3: Steve and oh. Tango. Yep.
0: Steve uh, Gonzalez and yep. Tango. Grant uh, and
3: yep. Grant. And... Oh, I can't think of the other guy's name. Yeah, and it, 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 it kills me because the other guy looks just like my father in law. I can't remember his name.
0: <laughs> oh, Jason. Uh,
3: I think yes. Yeah.
0: Is it Jason Hall? Yep. Yeah. Well, Steve, Steve and Tango were supposed to be at the at Scarefest, but their table was empty. So I'm thinking they either were there on Friday or they were just coming in for Sunday only. Okay. And I was there Saturday and missed them, but uh, I met Bill Mosley, you know, from Devil's Rejects, and uh, oh, uh, nice. He is a super, I mean, super chill, super nice guy. He's just, he's real funny and he's, he's a great guy. Um, I wanted to meet Bruce Campbell, but he had the longest line and oh, he yeah. had all these, you know, <laughs> restrictions. Like, you know, you couldn't take a picture of him. You couldn't have your cell phone in your hand in line. I was like, screw that noise. I'm out. Yeah, it's a lot and, of stuff. And I saw Kane Hodder. Uh, he's a big dude. Yeah, the one yeah, plays Jason. Is. Oh yeah. Yeah, he, he he's like what deep. six
4: nine or six ten or something.
0: Yeah, but I mean his arms are all blowed out. I was well, like, yeah, yeah it's <laughs> like he could crush my head like a walnut. <laughs> 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 but yeah, my son still sees spirits and he can still sense when something's around. And me and my son have this weird connection. I mean, like I can tell if he's in trouble or if he's about to do something stupid, and I will literally text him and I'm like, dude. Don't do something stupid.
4: Why does he want to go to these haunted places if he knows he's going to experience that?
0: He's not he's not afraid of it. I've always been I guess because the way I was brought up, I've always been afraid of it. Like to fully open myself up to it. He's not afraid of it. Yeah. Like he can shut it down.
5: Oh, okay. You know?
0: And to me, I would be terrified like I couldn't shut it down, you know. Um but he, he's just really, I guess I would say more gifted because my mom was always gifted, but she would poo-poo the idea of somebody having gifts. And I'm like, she would have premonition dreams. And if she told you not to do something, you best not do it. Like she predicted my brother was going to be in a really bad wreck. And she wouldn't let my other brother ride with him to work. Because it caved in that whole side of the van, and my brother would have been mm. killed. Mm. You know, but she told my brother, she's like, you need to reduce your speed. Something's going to happen this morning. And, of course, my brother, you know, he's just wild. He's just a wild person. And uh, so he goes hydroplaning and hit a viaduct, and it, it caved in that whole side of the van. So if my other brother had been with him and had killed him, then she called my uncle and told him, she's like, don't ride your motorcycle today. He's like, I don't believe in all that. That's stupid. And sure enough, man, he he ditched his bike and rolled himself, and he had concrete burn all the way from his shoulders all the way down oh, his back damn. and the side of his leg. Damn. I mean, she just she just knew. I mean, you know, she'd have premonition dreams to warn you, but then she would say, "I don't believe in psychic abilities." And I'm like, <laughs> "Well, what do you think that is?" That's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Well, those are warnings." I'm like, "Uh, yeah." You know, but, I mean, you got them before anybody else did, so. That is wild. Yeah.
4: Is there anybody else, like, before you guys, like, this kind of stuff going on?
0: Well, I've been doing some genealogy on both sides of my family. And, I mean, you know, like, I'm a Heinz 57. We're a little bit of everything. I mean, we're, (laughs) like, Irish. We're, like, English. I mean, my dad's family was primarily English, but they He was born in Harlan, Kentucky, which is eastern Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And his grandmother was who everybody went to for, like, herbs and medicines. Like, she would mix stuff for you. And um, because they couldn't afford to go to a doctor. It was Appalachian medicine. Or whatever they could. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And a lot of our medicine today is really based on herbal medicine. Yeah, absolutely. But she... Would also, she was a, a midwife, and so she was kind of like who everybody went to when they got sick or, you know, they were getting ready to have a baby um, because they just couldn't afford a traditional doctor. And he was born, you know, like I said, is he lived on the side of Pine Mountain in Kentucky. Well, then on the other side, my mom's side, her, grand, her grandmother was an Oxani Jew and oxani jews are known to have a lot of paranormal powers in that realm hmm. i mean they're they're known to be gifted uh and she would like read tea leaves and she would have premonition dreams all that kind of stuff so yeah i think that it comes from both sides actually
4: that is pretty damn interesting yeah. what do you think kevin
0: yeah absolutely
3: um I'm a, I'm a firm believer in mountain medicine because um, <laughs> there's a, a, you know, it, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, people will, will, you know, crap on it. But it's been working for hundreds of years. Why discount it that much?
0: Yeah. I mean, just like, you know, now there's a bigger movement for holistic medicine and to merge that with what, what they call term Western medicine because a lot of that works in concert together to heal a person. You're treating the whole person, not just what they have. Right. Like, I mean, I do, I, I mean, I consider myself a Christian. I believe in God, you know, Mm -hmm. but I also like a lot of people have really downed me for saying, I don't have a problem with somebody smoking medicinal weed because a friend of mine had brain cancer and when she was dying nothing would help her nausea like she was her head hurt so bad she was sick of her stomach they gave her a prescription for medicinal marijuana and that's the only thing that helped her and i'm like where do you find marijuana where was it started where was it grown on farms my dad said years ago they would sneak off to these fields where it grew wild and it was called everlasting life is what they called it in the Appalachian Mountains, because I guess everlasting life, because you're getting higher than a kite, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, I mean, they would go back there and, and take the seeds out and grind it and then smoke it, you know. And he's like, yeah, yeah, we use it all the time, you know. But he said his grandma would have him go out and look for it because she put it in other paste and medicines to use for people for pain relief because they couldn't get any relief any other way. And, of course, that's a mining town, and it helps with black lung. Once they Mm -hmm. got black lung, there wasn't a whole lot they could do, you know. Yeah. So I don't see anything wrong with that because that's no different than if you wrote somebody a prescription for oxycodone or oxycontin or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, because
3: that other stuff is a very slippery slope. Um, Right. I can attest to that. I know a lot of people that have started off with that and then ended up overdosing on heroin later down the road it's kind of
0: scary well i mean i had a girlfriend who had a breast augmentation and that's what they gave her for pain relief and like she had to go to rehab to get off of it because even after she no longer had any pain she was addicted to it and i mean it's it's bad i'm in my opinion now if you gave (laughs) it to somebody short term that was terminal what difference does it make I mean they're dying anyway and they need the pain relief but for just normal everyday pain that people suffer chronic pain there's got to be a different way you know and I'm I'm real big into that people joke about me taking so many vitamins and I'm like I don't care you know I mean all that's found in our food but our food is so over processed we don't get the vitamins we need anymore
4: that's true let me ask this about your son, though. Do in, Did any of his friends or like significant others, anything like that, know about him being able to see the stuff that he does?
0: Not his friends so much because they rag on each other so bad it's not even funny. So the least little thing they find out about you is they're going to run it in the ground. Oh, for uh, sure. They get meme- Yeah, meme wars and all that kind of stuff. You know, they'll send each other ragging on each other for stuff. But, like, he's got, my son, it's really weird. He's got close girlfriends, not romantic interests. They're just his friends. And they know. They all know. And I guess because he feels more comfortable telling them than he does his guy friends, because he's probably scared what his guy friends will think. But, yeah, his girlfriends know it. Because a couple of times, his real close friend, he's warned her about guys she's dated. He's like, man, you need to back off him. He's he's no good. He'll end up doing this or that. And sure enough, he has ended up doing, you know, like trying to hit her or be really nasty to her, be a douchebag, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So like a lot of times, she'll run it by him, like, hey, do you think this guy's all right? And I can do that too. I can see a picture and read somebody's energy. I don't know how I do it. I just do it. I can, if you give me a picture of somebody, I can read their energy. Because a lot of times my girlfriends will come to me and ask me they're divorced. It's like, hey, I'm thinking about dating this guy. What do you think about him? I'm like, losing. You know, <laughs> I'm like, no, he's got mommy issues. Or, you know, he's a loser. <laughs> or, or he's a super cool guy or whatever. You know, but it's whatever yeah. energy I'm reading off of them. I like, I like that. So he definitely gets that from me. I think. There's nothing wrong with that. It's really funny that you have you have those gifts and you don't know why, you don't know how, they're just given to you.
5: And I do believe
0: it's a gift. I just, I just have an expanded mind like he has his. You know, I kind of close myself off to it as much as I can. Uh, Like we went to, we were looking for a house before we moved back into my childhood home. My dad. When he passed, he left the house to me, but we were looking for a house and beautiful, refurbished old home. It had been in a part of Louisville where I live. It had been there since the 1800s, just gorgeous, and everything's all updated. And so we're walking through it. And I said, well, I want to go upstairs. I want to see what it looks like up there. And the second bedroom that I walked into, like, my peripheral vision just got black. Like, it, you know, right before, like, you're getting ready to pass out how your peripheral vision goes. Mm -hmm. And the room was just so black. And this was in the middle of the day. And my husband was still in the main bedroom looking around. And I said, "Uh, come on, let's go let's go, and he's like, why? He's like, I mean, I want to look around. I said, no, let's go. I said, somebody either committed suicide in here or had, like, some kind of oppression going on. There is nothing but black in that room, and I feel so threatened being in there and and, and sad at the same time. I said, we got to go. And uh, come to find out, there was a guy who committed suicide there, and um, I said, I can't, like, I can't live in that. I can't live around that. I mean, it was just horrible feeling you know i mean i even got cold chills talking about it because i remember it
4: let me ask this do you think that feeling and that that sense of oppression was there before this person and possibly caused them to take their own life or do you think it was because that person took their own life there
0: no i think it was there before uh because i felt two separate feelings i felt that that like that oppressive feeling and then i felt immediate sadness so to me when you feel that oppression it's there already and that's mm-hmm. what made the person sad enough to do that because you know i mean suicide is a, it's a horrible thing and i i've often wondered what makes you get to that point where you actually do it and um we don't know unless we've been there and actually do it we don't know what pushes you over that final edge it can be a lot of factors,
5: you know, oh, mental illness,
0: but it, I, I believe it can also be like oppression, you know, just something that's very negative. And then if you're already vulnerable, it just keeps preying on your mind. But there was a staircase that went up underneath the, the hall closet. I told my husband, I said, somebody's been mistreated in there. Like, I think little kids have been locked in there. And uh, he's like, and my husband, my husband is a deflector. He doesn't feel anything. You know, he will deflect the spirit. He doesn't feel anything. He doesn't see anything. He's like, "Uh, it's just a closet. I'm like, no, I'm telling you, I see two kids, and they've been locked in there. The same thing happened with my sister-in-law's neighbor. Uh, These people moved in next door to her, and I said, under no circumstances, the first time I met this, this kid, I said, under no circumstances do you ever let him around your daughter. I said, he is a molester. Because I had two little boys come up in my face and that he had been molesting them. And um, sure enough, he got her by herself, lured her out of the house, and he had molested her. And I went next door with my husband. I went next door, knocked on the door, and I said, uh, your son is not allowed back over here. We're calling the police. We're pressing charges. I said, he molested my niece. She said, "I wish you would call the police because he molested two little boys, and uh, I'm afraid that you know somebody's going to end up killing him for the way that he is. And uh, my husband's yeah. face like, my, my husband's face went white because mm-hmm. I said I saw two little boys come right before my face as soon as I met him, I got these horrible vibes off of him, and these two little boys came in my face, and I was like, I'm telling you right now he's he's a molester." And come to find out, he had molested two boys, and then my niece. Damn, but he went to is... he went to prison for molesting my niece.
3: Good. Yeah, it's not a, n- yeah. not not a good place for somebody like that either, because that's a good way to end up with a pretty hefty ass beating.
0: Yeah. Well, he claimed his lawyer that his mother got him claimed that you know he was mentally deficient and he was you know he had this proclivity to to molest. So they put him kind of on a mental ward. So he's in protective custody, essentially. Okay. So he will never be in gym Pop, unfortunately. You know,
3: yeah,
0: probably for the best uh, for
3: him. But you know,
0: but yeah, things like that will just come to me. I, I mean, I don't know why they come. Like I said, you know, my gift—I don't feel like I can control. I can control it. Like my son, he can control his. Like if he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to fool with it. He shuts it down. And me, I just I feel what I feel, re- regardless of where I'm at. I've been in places before where I just feel horrible and I got to get out of there. I'm like, I can't, I can't be, I can't be here. I got to leave and I don't know why. So it's a, it's a freaky way to be. I'm a freak, (laughs) but Justin, I hope, (laughs) I hope that you can, I hope that you can come down to the show for Hillbilly Horror Stories.
4: Well, I just got the message. I think it was Friday. Um, and it was Jerry, we, it was a group message with me and Jerry and Rob and uh, Nick And then Shane from Foul Play And he goes, hey, you know, check with your spouses and your your kids and everything else He's like, I want to plan an April 9th show at the VFW in Louisville And I believe it seats like 300 people So he's like, I want to get tickets going ASAP so hopefully everybody is cleared for takeoff and we can get that arranged. I'm just waiting for word back from some of the other guys. Cause I told Jerry, I was like, Hey, you already know. I'm good to go, dude.
0: I look forward to that. Um, because I always come to the Louisville shows. Um, the one they had here with Brohio and some other paranormal people, paranormal 502. It was a good show. I always look forward to seeing you cuz you're a super cool guy.
4: I appreciate that. I, <laughs> I uh it's funny because usually when I do live shows I always tell people I'm like, listen, pretty much what you hear is what you get. Like <laughs> I uh a lot of people, I don't know, podcasters who just they think because they're a podcaster they're I don't know, better than anybody. <laughs> you know, and it's it's like, nah, I'm still a blue collar dude, you know, and after the show There's a ninety nine percent chance I'm gonna be hanging out with, you know, like twenty or thirty listeners and just getting drunk and talking about weird stuff. So it's like
3: that's what I like. That's always fun too. It really is.
4: (laughs) I enjoy it. No, I uh talking about weird stuff is
0: my favorite stuff.
4: Exactly. That's pretty much where I'm at with it. I'm like I can I can carry that conversation about pretty much anything really. It's fun.
0: Well, I'm gonna get off here so you all can oh yeah. Yeah, Louisville Louisville's a weird place. <laughs> it is. It is. Kind of, it's yeah. weird. <laughs> I mean there's a bunch there's uh there's a ton of haunted places here and you know, of course Waverly, but I mean there's a bunch of other haunted places here and, and the people are generally, you know, super friendly. I mean, um you're kind of kind of in the south i don't really consider us that south even though people i said tennessee gives us a bad name we're not that far south <laughs> 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 but but yeah they're they're pretty cool and yeah, uh I, I mean i had a great time at the gatlinburg show so it was a fun you know, time if you come up we'll have to yeah we'll have to go hang out you know grab a bite oh, for or sure something.
4: absolutely i'm totally down All with right. that yeah, we'll definitely for sure grab a bite to eat and hang out because I want to hear some more stuff, some more weird stuff because that's kind of my thing.
0: Hopefully, I can bring my son with me, and he can tell you a bunch of weird stuff. Yeah, we both work for haunted attractions. Uh, yes. for a while. that's awesome. Yeah, and so we we've got some stories from that too. So you'll you'll definitely be entertained.
4: I am so down with that, and I appreciate you calling in and telling us your stories. That's pretty awesome.
0: Well, thanks for having me.
4: No problem. I hope you enjoy the rest of your Sunday evening, or your Sunday night, I should say.
0: Okay, you all take care.
4: (laughs) You too. Have a good night. So what would you think about that, Kevin? Little kids being able to see things?
0: I'm a firm
3: believer in that. You don't hear a lot of people telling stories about it either, you know?
4: I believe it because, like, my younger son is like that, dude. He has said some weird shit before. It's just like, God, <laughs> it gives me
3: chills, man. Like, my, my brother's, uh, he, well, he was a, he's his stepson. I mean, he's, he's back with his mother and all that stuff. When they first moved in to, I want to say it was the second place they lived at, there was a bathroom on the bottom floor that he wouldn't, go to by himself he was like uh probably five or six at the time you know my brother's like you just hey buddy just go to the bathroom and he's like i can't why it's like because i can't walk by the stairs the guy that stands on the top of them doesn't like me <laughs> like <"Whoa>, what <laughs> i like, know nope. oh. that's why little kids are always the creepiest ones in fucking in horror movies you know
4: absolutely you remember little gauge from pet cemetery Poor oh little kid. Yeah.
3: Uh him and uh the girl from uh Poltergeist freaks oh, me out still so. holy yep. shit they're yep. here yeah, it's like shut up, Freaky little shit, <laughs> <laughs> stop talking,
4: yeah, my son he came out of his room one time, and uh in the middle of the night, he was probably only oh, I don't know three or four, I wanna say, I said, what are you doing awake, you know, and this is like said middle of the night, it's like, what are you doing awake? he's like. He's like, the man in the room won't leave me alone. He won't stop trying to talk to me. Of course, I'm like, you know, grabbing the piece. So I searched, you know, I searched the room, closet, all that. And he straight up, he's not really in here though, dad. And I'm like, well, what does he look like? And he described two different people. One looked like a knight in shining armor. Said he was wearing armor and stuff. And he said he talked funny. And then he said that the other one was dressed in a nice, a nice suit, and he was like an older man. Hmm. And he and he goes, no, he's like they're they're not mean or anything. He's like they just keep bothering me, and I can't sleep. I don't know what you want me to do, man. <laughs> like,
3: right. Starts fucking shooting ghosts.
4: Yeah. So he slept out on the couch. Let the bust out the salt rounds for that one I think. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. He said some weird shit. There was one time I remember he uh my older boy had asked i was in the process of dropping them off over uh at their grandma's house and their mom was there and stuff we all get along so you know when i drop them off or pick them up we'll all hang out for a minute chit chat or whatever and that, my that's older good. boy
3: there's not a lot of people like that
4: no no there's not and i'm i'm thankful for that uh with my boy's mom and her family and stuff yeah my my older boy that just happens to be the day he says how are babies made and like oh, I'm the boy. cool parent, but I'm also the brutally honest parent. So I looked at my boy's mom, and I was like, "Do you want me to tell him?" She's like, "Uh, no." So she <laughs> <laughs> she looks at my older boy, and start, and she, here comes the stork story. Like, oh well, you know when when a mom and a dad, you know, have a special bond, the stork comes in and brings the baby. Because my older boy was only like seven or eight, he didn't need to hear the the awesome yet gory details, you know, (laughs) the awesome details. And then nine months later, it's the gory details of childbirth. But it's, uh, after she got done telling him that shit, my younger son dude was sitting on the couch. He was like playing with the, this freaking iPad or something. And he's like, he's like, that's not how I was born without even skipping a beat. Right. Just didn't even look up. He's just, we're like, oh yeah, ha ha ha. Like how, you know, how were you born? And he goes, well, he's like, I was in this, this room just kind of waiting around with a bunch of other people. And then I got to choose who my mom was. And my dad was when I chose you, they shot me into your belly, like a, like a light from the sun. Now I'm here the kid literally just described reincarnation and he's like fucking four or five exactly.
3: years exactly i was gonna say like, I, i've, what I've heard fuck? shit like that before that's crazy yeah and oh that's creepy she,
4: yeah and she my voice's mom looks at me because she's into the paranormal and she's obviously not gullible but she's like she mouthed the words
1: what the fuck
4: and i was like <laughs> don't tell him to turn it off you know like you know we're not going to encourage it but at the same time we're not going to say oh you're crazy don't talk like that blah 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 because we've always been pretty open parents about that kind of stuff you know we we don't want to be those parents that you know their kids can't talk to them yeah like after that that was that one gave me the chill when he said that shit i was like god bless it did you see something like that on tv he's like no that's just how i was born that's how i came here just Dead fucking like, serious. I, I, Didn't skip a beat, man.
3: I saw that one a while ago. Where um, I remember, I think it was something my wife found on TikTok, where this woman was talking was watching something on the History Channel about World War II, and her little guy was like three or four, and he was sitting there watching it with her. And apparently, there there was a detail that came up about the Battle of the Bulge, and I guess he looked at her like dead in the face, and went, "That's not what actually happened," oh. and like started telling her about shit. And I was like, that. That would freak me out, but at the same time, I'd be like, okay, well, what do you know then? Let's, yeah, let's find yeah. out. Let's hear it. Let's
4: have this conversation, dude. I'm curious.
3: Exactly. You outranked yeah. me. Let's hear what you got to say. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
4: Yeah, my younger son, which he he's honestly, like, it, it kind of makes sense because he's very sensitive and emotional. You know, he's a very caring and thoughtful kid for his age mm-hmm. he's 10 now he'll be 11 in december and he's still that way just very huge heart and very sensitive and he'll tell you his feelings if you hurt him or not stuff like that but yeah looks like we got a uh kevin h the hair he is
3: oh this fucking guy who let him in here
4: i'm telling you man slumming.
3: it's weird you came in and all of a sudden i had one of those really nasty acid burps where it was almost like you threw up in your mouth Weird, <laughs> right? When Kevin gets uh a... are
4: oh. you trying to say
3: I'm an acid burp? I think so because I got Or I caused them. <laughs> I think he did. I think he caused it. Let me get back one minute. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh.
4: <laughs> too much. <laughs> what are you up tonight? You gonna tell us some scary stories or what?
6: All the all the creepiness, all, all the creepiness that I have.
4: of Vermont. Kevin Carlton. Told us a couple last call. This is pretty weird shit.
6: I've had I've had a few little zingers. Mostly just ghost
4: stuff. Anything creepy as shit, we
6: want to hear about it. First one I'm gonna tell. This one is like well one of the freakier things I've ever had. So this is not so much like a scary thing, but it's more like a it freaks you out type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say this is probably ten years ago by now. I think I had a um, an aunt of mine that passed away. And I was gonna go down for the funeral and everything. At the time, I'm in college, and I'm taking this class called Death and Dying. And I actually had to watch someone die. Um, what the fuck? Was, really?
4: Yeah. Did they <laughs> just take you to the yeah. hospital for a field trip or no,
6: what? No, it was. It was
4: filmed. Oh, and, okay. All right. And somebody. I was thinking, it was. Wow, dude. <laughs> Wow! Yeah,
3: <laughs> like that's fucking dark. <laughs> well, but- no, i, I Where that you I mean, to college, Bosnia? <laughs> <I> know, <laughs> yeah.
6: yeah, no. I mean, I have kind of watched someone die. I mean, I watched my grandfather die. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that that was rough. But watching my grandfather pass away, that was like that was like the first experience, kind of like with death. You know? Yeah. There, a minute, one minute now, not. and then, and then I had this, and then the, the professor was like, "Well, if you don't feel comfortable, don't watch it." What the hell? I'll do it. So, I did it. Sat there and watched. It was one of the weirdest things I've ever actually seen. Where the person that's dying starts to see shit. Like they were yep. saying, like you know, do you see the thing in the corner? Whatever the hell it was, it was in the corner. Do you see that? And I and I couldn't relate. I didn't, you know, have anything, re- you know, in relation to it. A lady that was like a grandmother to me when she was down at my uncle's house. Because my uncle and her daughter married. So uh, kind of not really related, you know, but we kind of are. Anyway, she was dying from cancer. And I didn't know this until after the fact that kind of like I could relate the two. She was saying that when she was dying, that she said that her husband came to her. And was sitting there talking to her. And talked to her and then he would not talk and he would just be there. And, I, and he was just waiting. And I'm like, holy shit. That actually really does happen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But uh, but the freakiest thing about the whole my, – my aunt passing away. So uh, I worked for my dad and my mom doing um, fire extinguishers. And so happened that one of the times I had to go to – I had to go to a funeral home. I walked around on the front. It was fine. But then I had to go actually go out back – and I went out back into where they put the person on the table and it didn't. Oh, yeah. And I just like I instantly freaked the fuck out. I was like, Oh my gosh. You know, am I gonna see a dead body? You know, I was it's just so freaky. Having someone just pass away and you're going behind behind like the curtain to see that kind of like where'd you write the hell out?
3: dude, when I was doing pest control, I, I went to a funeral home up in Burlington and I did all everything on the main floor, then went down into the basement. And, uh, mm. one of the guys caught me at the door and he goes, listen, there's a room down there. There's good. You're going to see a light under the door. Don't go in there. He's like, you're going to hear machinery running. You cannot go in there. I'm like, okay. He goes, we're in the process of embalming someone and you don't want to see that. And I was like, Oh shit. Okay. So I'm like, there's, there was a trap on each side of the door and, uh, I'm checking them, and we just hear this like, tink, rurr, tink, like a pump running. It was like, freak me the fuck out. But the best part was after that, my next stop was their fucking crematorium, like three roads over. So, Oh, jeez.
4: Yeah. I tell yeah. you what, I got a similar story to yours, Kevin H., about the the whole dying process. Like, when I was 15, my stepdad at the time, he got uh, diagnosed with cancer, and he was he was gone within... God, six months. It was quick, quick, quick. So he was immediately put on hospice. Like there was no hospital stays for a long time and stuff. So like while he's in his living room, you know, or our living room, I should say, you know, I'm sitting here watching a man wither away and die of tumors all over his body for like six months towards the end. He would always talk about the angels that are there and he, his mom was there and all this other stuff. And the, the nurse was like, I remember her saying, you know, this, she's like, this, this happens a lot. Like, you know, it's, she was kind of conflicted. She's like, it could be, you know, because of the part of the brain, you know, it, it could be just hallucinations, but it's like, yeah. How much you know? How much of that is hallucination? How much of that is them actually knowing? Because I mean, this was within a week. He was he was gone, so like that last week. That's what he was talking. He's like, oh, he's like that angel is so beautiful. It was just one of the weirder. I mean, not really weird. It was like sad but comforting in sort of a way. Because it's like you know what? Maybe maybe there is a better place that he's going to be going to. You know where he can you know be, yeah. with, be with family members and stuff but i remember that as like a 15 year old kid just being like what the fuck is going on but
6: anyway so ghost stuff let's talk about that all right so my first like i would say real ghost uh thing i ever had i'd always you know watch the ghost shows you know ghost adventures ghost hunters all that shit and i was like uh whatever you, that, you know yeah bro do you see that what happened to you, man? <laughs> oh, my God! You know, type of thing. Whatever. So I, I never really, like, bought in too much to it. And then when I'm working at the Pittsburgh Haunted House with Kevin C, we weren't actually working, but we were down in the basement.
3: Yeah, just kind of kinda getting stuff set up. Yeah.
6: A little backstory in the place, because I don't know if any of your listeners have ever heard us talk about it, but the haunted Pittsburgh Haunted House, where we work for two weekends of the, of the year, at one time was a tuberculosis preventorium
5: hmm.
6: and then it was that for a short period of time doesn't really say it turned over to kids with t- tb but i think it was so it actually housed kids that had it and unlike a lot of uh places you know they didn't put the kids in a san- the sanatorium which is actually over the hill so this was just for them and then after the fact of TB kind of like died off a little bit. Yeah. It turned into a place for kids with um, different ailments. They had polio or
5: MS, uh, stuff
6: like that. MS, stuff like that. Yeah. And this place was like a fully functioning, you know, hospital. Uh, not really a hospital, but care facility. Okay. It ran for the 1970s, I think it was.
3: Uh guess well, yeah, somewhere in there.
6: So shuts down. Well, and turns in the Pittsburgh Fire Department buys it and turns it into a haunted house. Well, so we're all downstairs in the basement. We were in a, one of the rooms. The kid that was working in it was like, I'm done. And so let's head out. So we all head out of the basement and we're climbing up the stairs. I'm the very last one in the the row of like eight or nine of us. And behind me, I hear a whistle. I'm like, did you guys just hear a whistle? And everybody's like, no. Well, someone just whistled at me. Because you can definitely tell a whistle from anything else. That's definitely someone whistled at me. I'm like, well, I don't know if they checked out my ass or something. But I was like, okay. Another experience. Well, I didn't really have the experience. But we've had um, others that when we were walking through the house, they had uh, this little mechanical doll.
3: Oh, that, she that was
6: fucked. <laughs> yeah, be she'd good. sit on the <laughs> swing rock back and forth Either you could power it by electrically you know, plugging it in or you could put it on batteries and it would run for a set period of time and the batteries die you have redo the batteries
3: and it's motion well, activated
6: yeah motion activated well they actually turned off the motion activation to it so it actually would just swing all the time well the girls there's these two girls that were in this particular room they had the doll going you know, And it was singing, going, la, 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 la. You yeah, know, the whole time. <laughs> well, they got sick of it. And she, this little doll's fucking creepy. So they got sick of this. They shut it off. Well, turns back on. And they're like, what the hell? And then they go over and they shut it off again. So by this time, I come through and I, one of the girls is like pissed. What's wrong? She goes, that fucking doll keeps turning on. I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, We've turned it off three or four times, and it keeps turning itself back on.
3: I just sent you a picture of it, Justin, oh. just so you can get the full uh, the full effect.
6: It's going to be good. I found, like,
3: on, I found it on Amazon. I was like, yeah, this is what this thing is. It's fucked.
6: So it happens that there's this little girl that passed away in the house.
4: Oh, my God. That's creepy.
3: <laughs> right? Right? Oh, my God.
4: <laughs> yeah. It looks like, just for a description for the listeners... It kind of looks like a version of that girl from the ring, I want to say, like yeah, kind of actually, like mixed her with Annabelle
3: almost. Yeah,
4: except her bangs are cut really really bad. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Holy fuck.
4: Yeah, anyway, like sickly skinny sitting on a swing, all white eyes. Yep. That is creepy as shit. And anyway. those <laughs>
3: those eyes fucking glow, too. Oh,
4: yeah. The better. eyes glow. Even better. So
6: the a little girl had passed away in the place. And we had all thought her name was Amy. Well, it turns out from Kevin C's brother that had spoke with uh his ex wife's grandmother that the girl girl's name was actually Annie. Of course at the time we always thought it was Amy. So we just said, Hey, I told the girls, yeah. I'm like, listen, just tell Amy that she needs to knock it off. She needs to stop and she'll stop. You think that'll work? I'm like, Yeah, just tell her. She's a little girl. She doesn't know any better. She just thinks it's funny. So just tell her to stop. So they told her to stop. And then, you know, they come back through. I'm like, well, like, yeah, it hasn't turned back on since. There you go. <laughs> you got to just say, hey, stop it. And it totally stopped. And of course, I asked him, like, are you sure you turned it off? It's motion activated. Yeah, they turned the motion activation off on it. And just had it fully swinging all the time and we had turned the, the device completely off and i was like that's fucked up but uh, what was it well, then we were up um, kevin c his wife shelby and a few other people we had been working at the house and we were like okay hey let's let's kind of uh go in and before you know the whole thing starts up and everything else like a week or so or before and let's go up to the upper floors and see if we can possibly do a little ghost hunting and see if we can catch anything. We didn't expect to see anything or, you know, if we did, that's kind of cool, but we also got to see some of the upper floors that we, you know, normally just don't get to see because you, there's no way back down except for one staircase. Mm-hmm. So we were up there and we're asking questions, you know, who are you? Um, how old are you? Kind of just random questions. just And just standing there, you know, Looking back down the hallway, I'm with Shelby and this other kid. We're looking there, looking down the hallway. I just kept seeing like this little kind of like a shadow come out and then go back in. Come out and go back in. I said to them, I'm like, do you guys see anything down the hallway? They're like, what do you see? I said, let's say at the same time. Ready? And I like, count off. And I'm like, shadow. And they're like, they said shadow. And I'm like, what is it doing? going in and out, back and forth. So then Kevin C goes down the end of the hallway, because he was, I think he was, like, upstairs or downstairs, whichever it was, he either came down or came up. Anyway, he had his iPhone. Yeah. Yeah, and he was recording. And he goes down the the hall with a couple of other people and he says, what room was yours? We didn't know this at the time that he actually got a response.
3: Oh, Just to to set the scene, if you're I walked down to the end of the hallway and there's a room that's boarded off. And then there's one on my left and one on my right that are both wide open. Being a smart ass, I'm like, okay, which one of these rooms was yours? And I stood there for a second and I walked away. And then I'm sitting at my, uh, at my parents' house in the chair in the living room later that night with my earbuds and listening to it, get to that point And you hear me, which, you know, which one of these rooms was yours. And clear as a bell, like somebody was standing next to me in the chair, you hear on the left. And I was like, son of a bitch fucking left out of the chair everybody in the house has to listen to this it's like
6: he's like kevin kevin we got something we got something i'm like what are you talking about he goes i'm gonna play it back for you and after you're gonna hear me say which room is yours and you're gonna hear a response and i'm like okay so i listen and you know i'm kind of a little bit of a skeptic he plays it and all of a sudden i hear it i'm like no fucking way that's crazy
4: <laughs> oh man that is fucking
3: great it's it's one of those uh, things dude where if you ever make your way out this way, I w- we will make sure that you, you know even if it's like off season, you're go you got to go check this place out. Oh, for sure. It just Fuck it's, yeah. it's got a, a a feeling to it like the closer you get to the haunted house itself actually starting, like the house almost vibrates. Nice. Like you can feel it. It's it's intense. I expect uh, a guided
4: tour, yeah, when I get there of course <laughs> i'm of going course. now that it's getting cold though of course it's not gonna happen until it starts getting warm again guys i'll be honest with you
3: oh yeah no i, I don't <laughs> okay. like <that> at
4: all <laughs> you live further north than i do <laughs> you man you big wussy yep i hate the cold Aww. man.
3: yeah <laughs> i say shit i i run around at that thing at the tail end of october in a kilt so oh
4: shit good on you man. i was
6: running around uh hey <laughs> Last time it happened, I was running around in shorts and, uh, and a Hawaiian t-shirt. Damn. So, uh, I don't know. I, I was on vacation, yeah. as they say. Sounds and nice. That was, that was my gig. <laughs> All right. So, work-related one. So, I was uh, doing a fire alarm inspection. That's what I do now. And we were at this place in uh, just a town over from where I am. The place that we were in is an old um, uh, headquarters for a local marble company it's kind of defunct. Now there wasn't really much into it except for like the, the very basement of it, it had a little uh, laboratory in the basement of it. Well, at that time when we were going into there, they actually had moved all of their headquarters and some of their um, staff from that all out to Ohio. So we had just, we had to go in and do an inspection on the place. Well, the guy I'm with starts doing the inspection and I'm at the panel. Well, we like to fuck with each other a little bit. And it's particular time. I, you know, I hear footsteps above me, and I'm like being a smartass. I'm like click on the walkie-talkie. I know where you are. Na 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 na. And he comes back on the walkie-talkie. Where am I? You're above me. Well, after I say that, not even like half a minute, he comes around the corner. He goes, No, I'm not. I'm right here.
4: <laughs>
6: <laughs> and I look down at his shoes. Usually, he likes to wear like a, a work boot type of shoe. No, this time he was wearing sneakers. And I shit you not, what I heard was kind of like um, a linoleum floor, and like the old, you know how like uh, if you watch um, old time movies and stuff like that, kind of like Untouchables or oh yeah, or different different movies like that. Where you hear like the, the click clack of the of the shoe mm, on the linoleum. Yeah. That's exactly what I heard.
4: Like someone was wearing like either dress shoes or like heels or something?
6: Yeah. Above me.
4: Oh, dude. <laughs> did you tell him? We he both say? went up there. We were like. What did he say when you told him? He's like, no shit. <laughs> let's go. Want to go
6: up? I'm like, let's go up. <laughs> let's go. Okay. So we went up. Here's the real fucking funny part about this. The floor is not linoleum. The floor is carpeted. Oh, man. That's
4: messed up. Length. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a little creepy right there.
3: <laughs> that kind of set you for, like,
4: uh, what the fuck, <laughs> yeah, dude?
3: No, at, at one point in time, were they linoleum?
6: That's what I, I'm thinking.
4: I think they were, yes. Like residual type haunting? Yeah. yeah. Man, that's wild. Weird, weird stuff, man. Oh, fuck, yeah. yeah. That's fucking cool, though. It's what we wanted to hear, dude. Always always the cool stuff.
3: Exactly.
4: (laughs) So why don't you guys, before we uh, get off here, why don't you guys uh, plug your podcast?
3: So, Kevin and myself are the hosts of the Dark Windows Podcast. We cover all kinds of different stuff, everything ranging from the paranormal to uh, cryptozoology, history, true crime, all that kind of stuff.
6: We, we might even throw in some oddball shit. Like we did we actually covered uh ADX Florence, which is a well, that's, very that's maximum secure. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Okay. All right. But
3: <clears throat> it's also had a lot of famous people in that thing, oh, so. Yeah.
6: Oh yeah. But yeah, we cover everything that uh everything from soup to nuts basically. If fancy's our interest, we'll cover it
3: matter of fact here in a couple of, you mind if we announce it now yeah go for it what we're doing in a couple of weeks no hell no go for it okay cool um we have an inter- another interview coming up next week actually kind of weird this is uh we've been doing a lot of interviews lately and then we've got another one next month but week after next we're gonna jump back into true crime and we are gonna cover uh, freeway rick ross oh that's gonna be so a good one i think that's gonna be a lot of fun That dude was wild. I I was looking at it, and I was like, I I I want to do Rick Ross. That'd be cool, and then I forgot to put in Freeway before it, so I just keep getting all the shit about the rapper, and I'm like, not the same guy. (laughs) (laughs) Not the same guy at all. So... Is one yeah. of them is like three hundred and seventy five pounds? The other guy's like a buck thirty at the most. Yeah, so. yeah, pretty big difference <laughs> yeah. there. One of them's worth a whole shitload, uh, shitload more money than the other one too. Yeah, so. That's
4: very fucking true.
3: Because fucking Freeway was making like he was bringing in like two three million dollars a day at one point. Oh so. yeah, it
4: was ridiculous. Like yeah. his story is insane, man.
3: It's fucking nuts. So I was like, I think that'll be a fun one. Yeah, I agree.
4: I think it's going to be a great one. I can't wait for it anyway. Well, shit, I suppose I will uh, talk to you guys later and have a good Sunday night. Yeah, you too, thanks for thanks for letting me come on. Hey, thanks for telling us some stories and fucking hanging out, dude. No problem, no No problem at all. (laughs) I'll talk to you guys later.